Hey, this is Chase Sexton. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up, you guys? Jeremy McGrath here. You are listening to Moto X Pod Show. Three hundred shows, man! Three hundred shows. TJ seems insane since 2016. The show has come a long way. Tonight, the Vital MX Moto X Pod Show, presented by Race Tech and Yamaha Motor USA, will celebrate three hundred freaking episodes with a great lineup, including Monster Energy star Yamaha's Eli Tomac, Factory One Sherco's Cody Webb, and Yamaha brand ambassador Damon Bradshaw. We had Kenny Roxon locked in. He's a little under the weather. He told me Friday at press day that he wasn't sure how he's going to be feeling. He texted me yesterday and said, man, he's just not feeling up to it. The whole family's sick. So no Kenny this week, but still going to be a great show. But before we get into all that, I'm back in Texas. The crew's back, uh, which means the cameras, YouTube chat is going to be run by Scotty Thompson. What's up, Scotty? Oh, man, just uh, just it's, it's glad, to, glad to be back. It's been a long time and uh, just excited for 300 and to be back in my normal seat. You remember how to do this? Uh, well, it's a lot it's, of new stuff. It's new stuff now, so we're figuring yep. her out as she goes. Hopefully, hopefully we can it'll run smooth with all the new graphics and YouTube. Also in studio, since he doesn't have a job anymore, he's actually here. The original producer, Moto X Pod Show. What's up, TJ guys? Smith? Ah, just you know, I got no job now. Yeah, so. I got. You get life. fired on your day off. I actually, now that you said that, <laughs> I did technically get laid off on my on, on my days off. So were you still in boxes? Uh, no, but I should have. Obviously, maybe I could. Did you yeah. get Did you get laid on the day you got laid off? Absolutely. I just I told the wife, I'm like, you know what? This is not the best day, but we're going to end the night great. So, yeah. Yeah. Dip the right. dog. Dip the dog. Dip in the dog. Well, as we roll into the Race Tech Open discussion, got to let you know about Race Tech. For nearly 40 years, Race Tech has been supplying the motorcycle industry with high quality suspension components made right here in the USA. For modern vintage, Race Tech is your go-to source for suspension performance. Uh, Race Tech's been on board for a long time, TJ. I've run it. You've used some Race Tech products. I have a lot. Not sure if you have, Scotty. Yeah. Probably. What the hell? He said, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a yes. Yeah. No. Me neither. He's over there barking. I don't know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> so it's like a little puppy over there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go check. Find your local service center. You can go to racetech.com, find your local service center, meet your local tech at the local track, more than likely. Get them to service your stuff, change the oil. Ask questions. Race Tech's there for you. We love the guys at Race Tech, Checkers and the Boys. Um, and speaking of Race Tech, they're also supporting the Vital MX Fantasy League, which or the Fantasy Game, which Moto X Pod Show has a league. And this week's winner was Shane Borden. And Shane's going to win a Rear Shock rebuild from Race Tech. So thanks oh, wow. to those guys for that. I'll email you Shane today or t- tomorrow probably. But um, yeah, don't forget Moto X Pod Show at gmail.com if you guys want to reach out. Get involved with all the different segments, the different anything you want to talk to us about. Um, top five, highs and lows, criticisms, etc. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, let's right off the bat, Detroit's coming up, um, and there's been a there's a time difference and a format change for this weekend. I don't know if everybody realizes that, so I just want to kind of let everybody know. This race, I believe, starts at three o'clock local time in Detroit. 
So like check your local listings. It's, it's live like four thirty track walk. It's like yeah, it's early a.m. <laughs> track walk, but it's going to be on NBC. So we're you know there's some confines they had to fit the, the show into, uh, and the four format change is the heat races are going to start with four fifties. So four fifty heat one, heat two, then two fifty heat one, heat two, Dude. and then it rolls back, I believe, into the normal format. Go what, ahead. What was the reason for that? Just out of curiosity, do you, I mean, was there like we we're going to try something new, or was it? Uh, I think they want to get early eyes probably on the stars. On the, the stars. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm guessing. Well, yeah. that four fifty class is star pack, and then Man. the two fifty class is going to be interesting. So some build up to that. Yeah, with the two fifty east kicking yeah. off. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that probably in the X brand form check in because there's a topic on that. What do you guys think of Detroit with the triple, not Detroit, uh, A2 mm-hmm. with the triple crown? Finally had a dry race. The track conditions were a little interesting. Some of the track was dry. Some of it was wet. Track kind of came apart in areas, but the racing in all seven races, so mm-hmm. each race for each class plus the, the futures was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe I've never seen the futures be as exciting as what it was. Yeah. So the whole week, the whole, like it was everything you could hope for and want out of a triple crown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's what we all want to see. So it was awesome. Yeah. When the, the, the second 450 main was probably one of the best just races I've, I've ever seen in a long time. Like one Jason won. Yeah. yeah. The, the second to eighth battle was just, just crazy. And then also when the, when Jason went down in the third one, um, it was like, I had no idea who was who was winning or like. Oh yeah, it, yeah. it was like who who's who's gonna who's gonna get this? Like usually by the third race, you kind of know what a couple of guys are gonna do it, but like it was wide open, and I I just thought it was incredible. Yeah, I kind of think like sometimes triple crowns are yeah, you know, and there's the the negative towards the triple crown is a lot of times these guys know going into the third mm-hmm. one that all they have to do is be kind of consistent. Yeah. And they're good. It wasn't like that. Well, it, it was honestly because Cooper said he knew. Uh, but besides him, everybody else was. Well, even the two fifty class. Um, but see, but seeing it, watching it, it didn't yeah. seem that way. Guys seemed to be pushing to the right. End. Yeah, it was super exciting. Um, but well, I guess my point was like, sometimes the triple crown, I was going can be a little bit eh. Mm. But coming off of two mud races, like I don't think it could have been any better. Right. Yeah. It, with the format and different three different winners in the four fifty class and the type of battles that all the races were, it was like the perfect culmination of a couple of shitty weekends. Do you, also kind of something to think about. We really didn't know who was where because of the mud races, because of Anaheim one is such a, an out of the, you know, like kind of out of the realm of what you're going to see all season. Right. Then you have the mud races that happen after that. And so it was kind of almost like the first real round was a triple crown. So it would kind of be cool if they could do that, like the second round every year or something like mm. that, you know, because you still don't know what you're going to get. And, and the leaders of the pack per se, haven't, basically stamp themselves that these are the guys that are going to win. So, Yeah, I agree. Um, AP, still leading the points. That's yep. cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty well, impressive. I, I, can, I can pull them up now. We got them oh, on the yeah. screen. Are they sh- yeah. Are you yeah. show the points there? That dropped yeah. those things down. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I asked this last week with ML and um, just blanked on who was in studio last week. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it was Kay, Derek but, Kelly. Yes, thank you, Derek Kelly. DK. Do you think the win – and then he's still in the points league, propels him to more wins this season. TJ, does, like, how much does that win benefit him and propel him to a higher position than maybe what you thought at the beginning of the season? I think he'll be where he is. Like, 
I, I, I thought I, you were about to say, I think he'll be where he's going to be. No, I think <laughs> I, I think he'll be where we know where we thought he was going to be. If that makes sense, like I I think it will propel him. I think he had a really good race. I think he'll be up there. But but him holding the red plate, I I think it was hey he got lucky that the, it finished the way it finished. Yeah, and he'll probably relinquish it this weekend. And then he'll go back to where he was, top fives, maybe another podium. Because so you don't he, you don't think like he he wins two more races or even another race? I, I think he could. Yeah, so I don't well, think that's not what I asked. No, no, does, no, no. Do you think he does? Yes, like I think that he ha- that there is a possibility of him winning a, more races, but I don't think that his chances now that he's won are any better than what they were. Well, I just want to know: Do you think he'll win one more race this season? No. Scotty? I, I do. Okay. I, I I'm I'm kind of going to buy buy. He's not into, listening, by the way. So I can I bite in a little bit into what you're saying. With I, I think it is going to propel him because. But if you look as like as everybody can see on the screen with the points, the people the people that are directly behind him, Sexton, Webb, Lawrence, Tomac, and Anderson. I mean, those guys are going to. Some of them already have won a race and will continue to win more. So I mean, he's definitely got the guys right behind him that will. We're going to make it hard for him to to do that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting Eli on here in a minute because I want to ask him if being 10 points down and finishing where he did at A1, if that, like, you know, you go, oh, wow, I'm off. I'm off a little bit. I'm a little worried because when you look at his history, his championship years, like in 2020, he's 10 points down now. In 2020, after round four, he was eight points down. So not that much different. Yeah. Still won the championship. Really, 10 uh, points yeah. is nothing right now. I think if you told him he wasn't going to race for as long as he did and he was going to have to deal with an injury that he's never dealt with before and and also be older and towards the end of his career and then come into this with as many tal- as much talent as there is and he's four rounds in, he's only 10 points back, I think he would take that all day no matter how it, no, no matter how he got there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I still think that he's going to continue to get better. Um the one of the big takeaways I got from this past weekend was um, was surprised me more than anything was in that third race when he got the lead and when huh. J- when Jet got into second I was like oh Jet's gonna suck him up and Tomac grew the lead like, yeah that's the best I think Eli well definitely the best Eli's rode all year uh, to him him gapping or holding the gap and growing it on Jet was very surprising to me I really thought that Jet was gonna catch him and he he didn't hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, Jet's about to impressive. go on a run. What's that? Jet's about to go on a okay. run. Well, speaking of Jet, could you hear on TV the no. amount of the volume of? Yeah, booze? they didn't show. They, they didn't show the show opening. It. Oh, they didn't show open ceremonies no, at all. Yeah. They can't put anything on TV that makes Jet look bad. <laughs> yeah, they won't. Okay, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that that's, that's the true. case. No. Uh, yeah, it was incredible. I, I, we were all in the press box, and it was sort of quiet. In the press box with the booze, we were just all turning and looking at each other, going, "Oh my God, is that what we're? Are we really hearing this?" It was loud, like I would say, more than fifty percent booze. Wow, I mean, he's gonna. I mean, he's so, he's okay. learning a lesson the hard way. I think. But okay, why do you think the booze are coming? Because I have a theory. I have an opinion, not a theory. I have an opinion. So, Scotty, what? What about what bring? What's bringing the booze from the fans? What is it that they are not enjoying? I think it was like you're gonna you're gonna get onto a guy for basically not letting you buy that. So you're speaking of the week before. Well, it obviously is related to that, Jason Anderson. Like that's that's. But is that the only reason they? Booed? No, but okay. it was kind of like it's like, hey, you're gonna act like this. You're gonna. I mean, act like what they, though? The the fact that he was uh, 
like saying like getting on to Anderson for for racing him tough, and then it was it it what it portrayed to me was that he came off a little entitled, and and that he was kind of ex, he kind of expects things to kind of go his way, and it didn't, and he it backlashed on him, and he didn't handle the situation in the social media thing very well, and yeah, I mean, the all those guys have been established for so long, um, and I don't think the fans just like respected the way that he handled it, and they. they they're, I mean, they booed him. So, I mean, okay. obviously something was that something was going on. TJ, what do you think about it? Like, what do you think actually brought the booze on? Any thought? Are they just we don't know for sure why yeah. each person booed, but what do you think was the primary? Um, I, I think the people probably are getting tired of the jet hype. I don't think it had anything to do with any which of isn't that. his fault. No, no, it's not his fault. But uh, and the fact that he is probably going to have a very high chance of being the next RC, you know what I'm talking about, as far as, like, being the one of the dominant Speaking riders. of RC, remote control cars, RC. Oh, yeah. Helmet painting. Thanks to Steve for the SKG hat. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, this no, no. Guy, no. One of our listeners found me at A2, gave me one of his hats. If you guys have RC cars. So, anyway. SKG underscore RC on Instagram. I think that, that it's just how it works. See, if you're at yeah. the top and, and you're getting all the publicity, people like the underdog. And okay. Then, and then part of last week, I don't think it was so much that people thought, oh, he should, you know, don't get mad at him for getting in the way. It was just Jason made him look like a little punk. See, first of all, we don't know what we didn't see. Like, what the, as far as the viewers on TV, you don't know what you didn't see. We don't know what for sure all that happened. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But, all they saw was Jason making him look like a punk. The thing that I think most of the boos are coming for is partly what you said. Like, there's a lot of felled and pushing, 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 jet, jet, jet. Everything's jet. The camera's on jet all the time. Yeah. Every, During the not, 250 race, they were showing yeah, that, jet. Yeah, that, that, that stuff drives gets me annoying. Nuts. And that's not jet's fault. But it, it, people are kind of getting over that. But then if you are on Twitter and you believe, and you know, Jason Anderson posted about, hey, Jet never actually said, I'm sorry. His agent, Lucas Myrtle, and so-and-so, and so-and-so were the ones that apologized. If you really believe all that, then you kind of go, well, yeah, he's a punk. Because he should have been a man if he was going to actually apologize. Oh, I don't think I, he's a punk. I heard he did apologize. Yeah. We just didn't hear about it. I don't know if that's true. But those two things combined kind of make people go get a bad taste in their mouth, I think. Yeah. Um, That's exactly yeah. what I, I kind of say, and you said it better I don't, than me. I don't know that – what Scotty said, like, just because – I don't know if he if it was him being entitled. Maybe. Maybe yeah. some people did feel that way. I just – I didn't feel that you way. Don't, you don't think that that's how the interaction between him and Anderson at the end of the race came off? Like, you don't think that was him being like, oh, you should have gotten out of my way? I would hope not. Like, I just can't believe that he would well, think what, that. What else was he getting mad at him Well, about? I don't know that Jason didn't cross-jump him or something we didn't see. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Something had to have happened. I don't believe he just expected him to get out of the way. I, I just don't believe that. I think y'all I think y'all are giving the fans that fill the stadium too much credit. I don't think they knew what well, it's it was. It's not just in the stadium. It's across the board. And then all the writers who responded, well, you don't have Twitter. Yeah. So when Jason made that, or that maybe that was on Instagram. But I know what I'm but trying the, to get the at writers is, that responded. They like, talked about it on the broadcast. But what oh, I'm saying okay. is, is in the in the stadium, they just saw Jet look like a punk, and people are going to be like, "Ha ha ha!" You, you know, what I mean that that that's what maybe I think it is. maybe I, yeah, I think they they might have to. I want to say revamp or something how he's being promoted, or mm-hmm. they like yeah. let's. I feel like if I was. In his camp, I'd kind of be almost be like, let's back some of this promotion down just a little bit. But then 
I'm not an agent. They're they're they want to make the money while it's there. So maybe they just keep pushing, and they don't keep really. Pushing. Maybe they don't care if people don't like him for a little while. It's yeah, like, like everybody like hated you, RC. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the only that's person true. that that they didn't hate that was that dominant was Ricky. Well, that was the uh, race tech open not discussion. Ricky, um, MC, I'm sorry. yeah, race tech open discussion. We're going to continue uh, the the open part of the, the you know start of the show with Yamaha Motor USA also being on board. I brought home my Yamaha 450 this week. I also have the uh, the new Yamaha e-bike, the YDX Moro 07. I'm going to put some time on that thing. It's a pedal assist e-bike. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to probably do a story on that pretty soon where I'm going to try to get my dad in shape using that with the pedal assist, kind of start him off where he has a little help. So you're going to ride behind him and while he runs like Rocky? Uh, no, I'm going to let him ride the e-bike and I'll <laughs> ride the acoustic bike. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna, I think it's really cool, but I want to thank Yamaha. What? Uh, that, that term you don't like acoustic electric just, and acoustic why not i get it you know what, what don't you like about it it just sounds retarded you sound retarded we shouldn't say the it's, word retarded sorry well it's funny that she mentioned that Stop because acting like an idiot <laughs> sounds idiotic don't be an idiot changed my life it's funny i've noticed that in the social media world on like comments of videos and stuff like that like instead of saying autistic they say acoustic is like that's oh like, really yeah, that's like a thing it's like mm. is he that. is he acoustic yeah <laughs> wow well, a reputation for dominance. It doesn't happen overnight. It's built over decades. The YZ story is 50 years of iconic machines and groundbreaking innovations. Yamaha's new 50th anniversary edition YZs pay tribute to a half-century of championship-winning performance wrapped in stunning retro style. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Uh, yeah, the, so <laughs> I just want to say this just to see TJ's reaction. Is the camera on TJ if you're on YouTube right now? Um, you want me to put it on all just three of us? put it on us? the two of you so he, just you can see his face okay. fairly well. This YDX Moro 07 Yamaha e-bike that I have retails for $6,399. I just built a complete dirt bike for yeah. less than that. Yeah, but this is way cooler than your e-bike. I'm it sorry. It is not. You I haven't ridden so. it. No, he said he built a complete dirt bike. Is that what you just said? Yeah, my dirt bike. Yeah, I, built. <laughs> I don't know, man. This thing's badass. I love it. It's really cool. So look for some content coming on that in the near future. I'm going to put seven thousand dollars for a. I'm sorry, no, sixty four hundred. Seven thousand dollars. By the time you put tax <laughs> no, with 6, it, sixty four hundred. Well, you put tax with it. Is that the walking out the door price? <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> for a melt out the door price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, me all the fees um, and stuff. <laughs> excuse me. Yep, got Eli Tomac coming up in about twelve minutes. Uh, let's see here. What else do we want to talk about? Let's go back to the triple crown for just a second. The futures race. Anybody surprised at Cole Davies? Holy crap! Yeah, I, what a race! I, you know, I'm I'm known for not knowing anything, and yeah. I, I didn't know who he was or any anything about him. And I well, was like, no, not many people did. And I was like, who's the, like, he was? You know, uh, oh, now I'm, who was he racing against? I'm Towers, going, like, Towers. Towers yeah, yeah. Towers is supposed to be one of those. He's supposed to be the guy coming yeah. up, and like uh, he kind of put it to him. So it was it was really cool. The race craft between those two was what was impressive. Like yeah. there was no. They weren't taking each other out. They were like, I was a lot of times when these guys get in the 250 class, you go, Oh, they don't have much race craft, you know, because they've been used to racing amateurs mm-hmm. and by themselves almost. Those two went at it. And I felt like from watching it in the stands, pretty safe, pretty just good yeah. racing. And I still think, I think Gavin would have won if I think it was one lap to go, maybe two laps to go. And Gavin clipped that double. Yeah, clipped the double. Yeah, it had to be more than one to go because he, he was off for like a full lap, mm-hmm. just kind of got out of rhythm, then got caught back up. But, very impressive. That might have been the best futures race we've seen. Well, yeah. the, it was. I'm gonna say it was. I think we, what you the biggest thing you could take away is is he's racing against Gavin, who trains at with the Yamaha guys. Yeah. So that's gonna show you where he could possibly be 
whenever he does turn. I thought I heard somewhere in the grapevine that uh, that the Towers is sometimes one of the fastest guys yes, at stars. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. I don't so. know about the fastest, but he's keeping up with those guys. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think he's had moments where he's been the fastest. Oh, wow. The Gavin's a good kid. Yeah. So we like Gavin. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool. So uh, very that was exciting. That Just a great night of racing. It would be wonderful if we can continue this going into Detroit every round, but with the East Coast, just to have such good racing. I, I hope the 450 class stays this way, where it's like just every week there's four or five guys that yeah. might win. It's changing. Yeah, it's really cool. exciting. Um what else we want to talk about before we move into uh, the, the the chat is talking about how um, overweight Scotty's looking. Oh, are they? Just, just want to he's, throw that well, out. He's there. pregnant, man. Be nice, guys. Be nice. <laughs> we can talk about the dark shirts. We don't care about that. Nobody cares. Moving on. But I need to sell some more shirts. I mean, I could see people wanting to buy those shirts. Sold a lot of them, but if anybody wants a dark shirt, <laughs> I need Kiefer to give me a sound drop on that. Um, Hit me up on Instagram. Got a few left. They're selling actually pretty fast. They're shipping it's, out tomorrow. It's not an uncool shirt. That's not what you said a while ago. You said they were stupid. Oh, that th- I think that they're you guys stupid. didn't like the logo or the the look. But I don't know. Tell you that's what they are. I just told. I was just trying to help you. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt bad for my buddy who needs. Uh, a hit me up at DarksideMX3 on Instagram and DM me if you guys are interested in buying some of these shirts that are left. Y'all think he's losing weight because he? Well, it's is also training. It's he's also losing the way weight because he can't afford food, so he'll buy these shirts to help him buy food. <laughs> It's also the way I'm sitting. Go my next date. The way I'm sitting, and I'm the first camera. Is that know what you were talking about? We just no. It's it's the belly. It's the it's, it's the, the belly. Golf belly. We, it's it's well, the it's basketball. The way I'm sitting. No, it's not because I watched you when you walked in, dude. You're we got to get you back on a bike quickly. Yeah, I know. And a mountain bike. One more part comes in. <laughs> we're just waiting on KTM now, and yeah. then the bike will be back together. We're almost there. <laughs> oh wow. Um, okay, before we get into again, Eli Tomac, Jorge Prado, four rounds. Oh, I'm so excited about. About about him coming here next year. Oh I'm yeah, so but excited. Was about this that. successful? Absolutely. Okay, talk. Tell me why he went thirteen seven eleven twelve, won a heat race in San Francisco in the mudder, the biggest mudder. What? I'm not arguing with you. I no. agree. I think it was successful. But what to you made it successful? Because he was because he came over here. There's no way he didn't somewhat hold back to be able to you know he didn't want to hurt himself he wanted to try it out he doesn't have supercross experience and comes in and gets through healthy and knows what he needs to do for next year i think it was a hundred percent a success and i can't i can't wait for him to be full-time here it's going to be good scotty were you impressed with the the rides and the you know yeah consistency i mean he, he struggled in some whoops especially at a1 he struggled he started jumping through them I was really bad at him at A1. Uh, but overall, thoughts yeah, on Prado? I, I think it was, I mean, he it was a test run to see if he wants to do it in the future, and I, I think he will, and I think he got what he needed out of it. It sucks that, you know, half of the races he did were mutters, so it was kind of hard to tell, but, I mean, I think he I think he checked off the boxes that he was trying to. He yeah, was, and he was really excited to be here and having a lot of fun. Yeah, even great. like I, I, there was a quote, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was from one of Lewis's interviews with him where he was maybe it was it might have been a different media outlet but he said something like you know i finished whatever it was he finished um because I, I don't remember which round it was but it, like i finished 12th and it was the most fun i've ever had or something along those lines yeah. you well, know well, or loved every minute of it or whatever uh, yeah another aspect to it is you know we're in a very unique era of the sport where that i don't think we've really ever had before that we have 
these these such gnarly guys that are in you know the top ten guys that are the factory riders, they're all so experienced and they've been doing this for so long, longer than we've seen in the past. People stick around, and for him to come in and and toss it up with those guys is 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 hard because they make like. Nobody's ever experienced the level of competition that the 450 Supercross class has right now. Those, yeah. There's just no, there's just so many years of experience. Yeah. If you added up all the top factory guys is ex- years of racing together, I don't think that would I don't think any I don't think we've ever had that many years combined racing at once. So, uh, it's just a tough it was a tough ask for him to come in and do that and I th- I think he did good. He did yeah. well. He got some, he got some decent starts at A2 like I think yeah. he pulled a whole shot so those yeah, I think he very successful. Um, didn't you know? Didn't get injured. Yeah. So I, I'm yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, and, I was and he, like, like you said, great interview too. Uh, show three hundred. Oh, we're very excited about this. this we're gonna we're one. gonna do a little bit after Eli. The we're gonna do one. a little bit of like some history of the Moto X Pod show, and then we're shutting the show down and not never doing it again, right? Like, this, yes, this will be the the last show ever. So Scotty, you don't have to come back. Wink, wink. <laughs> 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 No, listen. Do all this yourself. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, show 300. So we want to do something. We want to do a, a pretty cool giveaway. If you're on YouTube watching live or listening live, which pretty much YouTube is the only way to do that. Yeah. We're going to give a FXR casual set away. That's something we do all the time. Um, TJ, you found the question. So yeah. to do that, but we're, don't don't get dis, uh, distressed. Can, we're we're going to give away something else to everybody yeah. after. But this is for live listeners right now. What's your trivia question for a set, a, a casual set from FXR? So for the casual set, we want to know when was FXR founded? What year was FXR founded? So if you want to win, answer in the chat. Mm-hmm. That's going to be you, Scotty. Try to pay attention. Oh, okay. One of you. I'll do this. You, okay. So TJ can do that then yep. for a set of casual. Uh, it's going to be a shirt and a hat from FXR. Yep. For everybody, everybody, YouTube and listeners that will listen, say, at the end of the week, et cetera. Um, <laughs> I just liked Cody. Cody Webb's coming up in a little bit. Cody Webb is there. The FXR is probably oh, we got it already. Okay, uh, wow, we, that was quick. Who's the winner? Joe Blow. <laughs> All right, Joe Blow. D uh, email the show yeah, Moto <laughs> Moto X Pod Show. That was quick. I didn't expect that. Sorry, Moto X Pod Show at Gmail dot com. Um, he kind of came out of nowhere. That's not one of our regular. Yeah, I, I, hopefully guys. we got to figure out how we know it's the right person. Oh god, there's just so many years popping up well, on the yeah, screen. So now. we'll get you hooked up with FXR. They've already won. All right, listen. Up. Um, for this is the, this FXR has agreed to give away a full set of riding gear, pants, jersey, gloves. Yeah. yeah. The question needs to be emailed to motoxpodshow at gmail We will pick a winner at the end of the week. Full set of gear. Well, yeah, pants, jersey, no, That's what I'm saying. yeah, no goggles, no right, boots, but yes, pants, jersey, and gloves. What year did Cody Webb win his first Endurocross championship? He is an FXR rider. He's a premier off-road guy. If you answer in the, the chat, answer, it doesn't count. We I'm not will, reading it. We will pick a random winner for that. Yeah, if you don't answer in the chat, guys, if you know, because then you can send the email in, yeah. and you have a better chance of winning. Yep, so. yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, those are the two. We're going to give a set of gear away, a set of casual away. If you're and listening Joe live, Blow. it pays to listen live, and you can have some more fun with us. Again, Eli Tomac coming up in just a couple minutes. We've got some listener questions for him. What's up? Somebody asked, why aren't you giving away a truck? Uh, Yeah, <laughs> Gotta stay away from that one. That was that was weird. <laughs> yeah. Someone earlier asked, uh, that, or said, not asked, said that you seem different now that you've dipped your dog. 
<laughs> Who said I did my dog, man? That's just them making up shit. Don't, yeah. don't believe everything you hear on the Pulp Mech show. <laughs> it's been a dry spell. I, I don't, we're not going to get into it. It had been a dry spell? I said has been. Has been? Has been. It's been yeah, it's been a dry spell. Don't yeah. worry about that. Don't worry. What's, something <laughs> else I want to talk about. We don't have enough time to get a, totally into it. You'll like this topic. Okay. I got to go to the heavy met, to the metal hall of fame again. Um, yeah. Todd Headley with the, the hall of fame. Your, had us there. Pictures. Um, so it was myself, Aaron Plessinger, Seth Rarick, Sean Brennan from Feld, Doug from uh, the TV crew, Josh Hill, Cade Clayson, Alec Gott, one of our photographers, Dr. Navarro, Robbie Wageman, Dakota Tedder, all went, got to hang out. Was he just like, like a long list of name dropping? Yeah. Well, I was just letting everybody know who was there. Okay. I just asking. Uh, Actually, AP went because of me. I invited oh, him. Oh, my God. Well, just move on. That was cool. <laughs> I didn't think he would go. I thought for sure he'd say no. Uh, but we got to beat freaking Tom Morello, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. Yeah. That was one of my highlights. And John Five from so I, I Rob so. Zombie, Marilyn I, Manson. I, I saw your, your post with... Uh, uh, Sebastian Bog and it, someone someone made a comment about something that like, looked like you thought that was your sister or something like that. <laughs> oh somebody said I thought that might have been your date oh <laughs> yeah Veronica uh, nope that was Sebastian Bach yeah that's funny um, yeah I'm not gonna date Sebastian Bach but um, you, you probably would uh, yeah man he's going to date <laughs> Sebastian's man. pretty rad but like I definitely didn't think Aaron plus singer would go I thought for sure there's no way he would say no, but we had a blast. Just meeting Tom Morello was amazing. Um, you, you're a Rage fan, Scotty? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, not yeah. so much. Wow. I like. I mean, I, I didn't say I didn't like Rage him. is the machine? I don't yeah. know. I, I don't like know. Like the... Audio Slave, that's who yeah, Tom Morello's yeah. with. So that's, yeah, we got to meet Tom Morello. Cool. Anyway, good times. All right, our first guest of the line, night is on the line. It's going to be brought to you tonight by Troll Training. Troll Training is the culmination of a combined three decades spent in the trenches of the professional sports scene, refining training methods, learning, absorbing, and training alongside some of the best in the business. Alex Martin, John Wesley, of expert guidance in helping you navigate the many nuances of training, including periodization, endurance, strength, and conditioning, riding technique, on-the-bike structure, nutrition, and more. Visit trolltraining.com tonight. Oh, shit. Toddy, <laughs> got a problem, bro. Yeah. Talk about troll training real quick. I obviously need it. Come, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. To the chat, um, <laughs> definitely need it. Right I've now. definitely gained some some lbs. Um, happy weight. I, um, you know, and you got a new car, so that makes you yeah. So yeah, well, we we honestly, man, like I don't eat good. I we like McDonald's and Wendy's and I do that too, but just don't eat so much sugar. I don't really eat that much sugar. I what I do is I overeat. I yeah. I, I eat too much. Yeah. I just I get, yeah. Hey, yeah, sorry about that, Eli. Hey. Phone disconnected from the board, man. That's on me. Um, how you doing tonight? How you feeling after uh, four rounds of Supercross? How we at? How we doing? Uh, well, I feel like we're right in the mix now. Like we're you know, like the season's going. I I feel like after those mud races or the or the mud races themselves kind of put a little funkiness in the into the start of this season and um having two in a row was pretty odd so i'm just glad we're we're going to some covered roofs now and, and <laughs> yeah. we had a dry anaheim and now we're going you know so i want to ask you this after a1 and uh-huh. i think you were six at a1 and then now we're after four rounds we're 10 points down was there ever a moment so far this season we were kind of like oh boy this isn't going like i'm nervous at all um well, so A1, I wasn't sick. I was actually totally healthy. No, sixth. Then you finished sixth? Oh, sixth. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, 
shoot, man, I, I totally lost my train of thought here. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, what was the question again? Sorry. Were you were you nervous at all with the way the results have been this season? Oh. Um. Well, it, all I know is Anaheim one was a lot worse performance than where I envision myself to be and yeah i just i don't like getting that far behind but um with the mud races it's just a roll of the die straight up and is you know i feel like being 10 points down after those two in a row those mud races um i'm totally comfortable with that so uh at the same time those those races are so nerve-wracking because you can (laughs) totally totally lose a season there just because of um something happening you know in those conditions you know yeah, absolutely. you're more likely that it's more likely something bad could happen in those conditions. And, um, yeah, they're, they're just, that's just how it, how it goes though. You know? Yeah. The reason I asked that is I went back and looked in your championship years in 2020, you finished seventh at a one and in 22, you finished uh, sixth at a one. Uh huh. And in 20, after yeah. four rounds, you were eight points down and you're 10 points down now. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you're right on par with your championship years. Yeah, that's just, that's been my mo, and um, I don't know. I've I've I have I've said this a bunch, but I I have failed at Anaheim one so many times. Um, <laughs> just trying to come in there thinking I'm I'm ahead of the game and I, and I'm in the right spot, and uh, I just I learn so much from that race and find out so much about what works for me. And and most of the time, my problem is is getting tight with arm pump. So whether it's it's a combination of nerves and and having the, I guess the wrong setup, but, um, that's really no blame on, on the team. I mean, cause they, they let us do what we want to do. And, and I say, it's good going into Anaheim one. And then it turns out not to be. So, mm. um, that's just the way it goes, I guess for me. Scotty. Hey Eli, uh, this is Scotty. I, this is first time I've gotten to talk to you, man. Just a big fan. Glad to see you back racing again and having you as part of this. Um, has, has this competition in the racing so far in the season been tighter than you kind of maybe thought that it would have been? And then moving on throughout the season, let's say by like around 12 or 13, how many guys do you, do you think are going to still be legitimately in the points race? Uh, y- yes, I do feel like this. I'm surprised at how many guys are really good. Um, cause it's like every year we're always like, Oh, you know, the, the field is so deep, but I, this year it, it really is. And, um, it's hard to move up, you know, if you do get a, a seventh place start. Um, and then if you, you know, even if you do make a couple passes, you have to go so hard to get by those guys. Cause everyone's going so fast, you know, it's tough to keep going forward. Um, but by then I'm sure something will have, sh- of, will shake out, you know, between, two or three guys. I don't, I don't see it staying the way it is right now all the way through, all the way through. No way. I, I do think it will shake out a little bit, but, um, uh, either way, it's very, it's a very competitive field right now. It is for us in the media and for the fans. It's, it's been a fantastic year. I think the mud races really kind of helped mix things up and make it unusual. You know, cause like you said, you never know what to expect. So, so far yep. it's been an exciting year. Um, I got a couple questions I want to ask you about this. Well, did you have to change anything technique wise after last year's injuries with Achilles? Um, anything change or are you kind of just trying to keep it the same? So when I started riding, I did notice myself kind of, um, sliding my foot forward actually in those high G load situations. So, uh, 
like when I first got on Supercross and I was in a in the rhythm section, right, or if it was a big triple or something, I noticed on landing and then into the next ramp, in the middle of the air, I was adjusting my foot for that moment, right? So I would my foot I would slide it a little bit forward so it wasn't totally on the ball of the foot. Mm. Um so yeah, it was like but it was like subconsciously. I wasn't like totally thinking about it. My body would just kind of do it to protect it. Um, even at that point I was past my, you know, I was obviously released from the doctor and I was, I was at the point to where they said, you know, you're at the, you have the same chance of injuring this one now as you do as your good side yeah, or your side, you know, that wasn't torn. So, um, that's what I noticed at first was, yeah, I was cheating it in the rhythm lanes. Like I would slide my foot forward and put more weight onto my heel in the middle of my foot as to where normally I'm just basically on the ball of the foot at all times, especially down a rhythm lane. Was that causing you any kind of problems or did you like, you had to obviously probably mentally go, I have to fix this, but was it slowing you down? Was it kind of causing any issues that you were doing that subconsciously? Mm, no, I just, I would say it lasted for a couple of weeks, mm. but I had enough time on the bike to where once Anaheim one came around and even before that, uh, I, I felt like I, that wasn't a, as much of a factor anymore. So, okay. um, yeah, now it doesn't like it used to get kind of sore at the end of the days, and now it's I don't even really notice it. So it's been an excellent recovery. Yeah, I, I would say if A two race three was any indication, <laughs> you're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I needed to get out front. I just I haven't led a race in a while, I guess. Um, and it was it was very refreshing to get out front. I could do my thing, and um, it was it was something I needed for sure at this point in time. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, one of our listeners uh, on the YouTube chat had a question that was pretty good, but it's going to be really early. So <laughs> I, I know we're probably not going to get the answer we want to hear, but uh, mm -hmm. if you're the healthy, yes. the it, it, yes. it has to be yes. If you're healthy at the end of the year and you're looking as good as you do now, are we going to see you like at Moto Across the Nations? Um, that is, I can't give an answer for. <laughs> ask, yeah. I, I can't I can't give you that answer. I was I'm trying to make it a little bit more into the season, um, sure. see how things go, uh, and um, yeah, that's that's all I can give you. I, I can't say yes. I'm yeah. I'm in for the whole I, thing right now. Yep. I I knew that, but the question yeah. the question is is that something that you would? I mean, and you, your your career winding down the next few years or whatever is that something that you're like? You know what? I want to go there and do that again. Or you're like that race is kind of a pain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. It's an inconvenient part of the year for, for everyone, but it's a super fun race. And, um, if I was committed to the whole year, I mean, you, you, you basically have to go and you have to experience it. And it's, and, and there's nothing like failing, you know, many times and then winning the event. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. that, that red bud win was totally epic. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically, you got it. You got to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, Eli, I asked you this at the A1 press conference. Um, I'm not sure everybody that's listening to the show got to hear the response, and maybe you've thought about it more since then. I asked you, had you won the championship last year, do you think you would have been ready to call it quits? Um, mm -hmm. You know, we keep hearing that uh, maybe you're, you're thinking about it. So what do you think? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> from last year... It's, uh, <laughs> I 
I mean, here's the thing is, it's like, I just, I'm not in my head. I'm not ready to say like, I'm done. So I don't even know, you know, I can't say it's like, if I said one thing or the other, it's just me being blabbing. So I'm just, I'm just not done yet. You know, I love that. We um, don't want you to be done. Awesome. So yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great answer. And I, yeah, that, that's, that's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this question comes from my, uh, my coworker, my buddy, Lewis Phillips. Um, he wants to know what you think of the state of media. Uh, one, you know, do you enjoy doing these things and do you like the more thought provoking tough questions? He tries to not just bring on press day the, the same basic questions. He wants to know what you like and what you think about that type of questioning. Well, I, here's the thing with media. It's like, it's basic for, from the racer's point of view, it's, you kind of, or the media is, is, is kind of like, is what is your mood like as a racer? Right. So if things are going well <laughs> for me, it's always been easy to talk to the press and, and everything's all good. Um, you know, everything's, you know, nice and, and happy and, and jolly. But if, if you're getting beat every weekend and you're, you know, you're having to go do these things, then, then the media is frustrating, but, um, that's what we sign up for. And, and that's part of the deal. But, um, for the state of the media itself, I mean, uh, I, I um, you can be honest. Yeah. We won't hang up. No, on I'm, I'm not trying to like, think about how to deflect it. It's, <laughs> for, for me, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just the media. So, yeah. um, question wise, I, I think you guys, do an okay job. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I know, yeah, again, Lewis tries to bring heavier questions. He really thinks about things and he was curious what you thought about some of those questions that make you go, uh -huh. huh, you know, I haven't, I haven't thought about that. Like if you like that more than just the basic, Oh, what'd you change? I just mentioned today, Eli. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess it's, it's what's up <laughs> as a racer is like, is like sometimes you want to say more, but at the same time, you don't want to give out too much information. So sure, like Phil. Uh, <laughs> like Phil? Yeah. Did you say like, Phil? Like, like, like Phil oh yeah, did. Phil. Phil got in trouble. <laughs> Phil Nicoletti got in trouble again. Yeah, but I don't think Phil cares. Because <laughs> then, like, if you say too much, then you're like giving the competition help. So okay, at the same time, we're kind of handcuffed as racers too. Sure. Um, but overall, yeah, I'm. Yeah, you guys are. You guys have been good. Cool. Yeah, Eli, so, you know, one of the most interesting stories for me in the offseason was, you know, after you made your return, you know, you guys, you and Cooper being under the same tent was kind of a thing that we were all excited to see because, you know, that's mm -hmm. never really happened. And um, you guys have won four of the last five Supercross championships, so obviously y'all are the guys. And mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to see how it's been being under the tent with him. Has it been a source of... Uh, maybe intensity or competition that has allowed y'all to excel when it comes to racing the other teams and the other riders. Um, and just overall, how has it been? Overall, it's actually played out how I thought it was going to play out to where we kind of just do our own thing. Um, we both have our own motor home. We barely see each other, you know, other than us going to our motorcycle or signing autographs. Um, so, there's not, it's not like we're, we're clashing at all. I mean, we run totally different suspension setups. Um, and the team allows us to do that. 
so we basically we're kind of you know we're we're under the the same tent but at the same time we're on our own island like because we have our own motorcycle set up and we have our own our own coaches it's just um kind of just business as usual there's nothing really uh clashing between us at all so it's been it's been uh it's been all good that, that yeah. makes us sad. We were hoping for an answer like it well, was stepbrothers. You know, like y'all are best friends now. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I guess, Eli, what, you know, at the end of the day, though, the way you, the competitors that you and Coop are, y'all, y'all both want to be the top dog under the Yamaha 10 at the end of the night. So, I mean, it's, yeah. that's kind of what I was looking at as, at a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I, um, for me, it's just, yeah, you, you want to be that guy no matter what. Yeah. So, right. um, yeah, and you just you want to perform. Um, so yeah, you you definitely want to be the top guy. All right, Eli, I want to shift gears a little bit away from some of the racing questions you get asked all the time. Um, I don't know if you remember last time we talked. I found out you were a Metallic fan, which blew my mind. So I was totally stoked on that. Um, first thing I want to know is I don't even want to ask about retirement. We're gonna skip that. Uh, I heard that you're into flying and maybe got your pilot's license recently. Is that any truth to that? Yeah. So when I was doing my Achilles recovery, that was something I, I was doing early in the game is it just happened to work out. I, I went and did a ground school. Mm. Um, so in the mornings I'd go to my physical therapy with my, you know, with my Achilles obviously. And then I would go to a ground school. It happened to be in the afternoon and, and yeah, I ended up getting my private pilot's license. Um, I'm not flying anything, uh, very spectacular, but I, <laughs> I can, I'm rated for a single engine land is what I'm rated to, um, non IFR. So, uh, yeah, I, I got my private pilot and was flying around a 172, uh, before things got really busy. That's cool. Yep. Like maybe someday you fly yourself to the races. <laughs> I, I totally, I totally could. I would take me a long time to get there right now. What I can fly. <laughs> That's great though. I love it. That's, that's something interesting that a lot of people probably didn't know. The um, next Bob Hanna. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was great for just to keep me going during that downtime. It was, I don't know how it all worked out, but it did. And it was, it was perfect for uh, the time I time to kill, you know, while you're waiting for your, you know, your tendons to heal. Yeah. So you don't drive yourself insane or your wife insane. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. I mentioned Metallica and I don't know, we were talking right before you came on that myself and Sean Brennan and Aaron Plessinger went to the metal hall of fame last week. Would, would you have gone if you didn't have to race that weekend? Cause like Sean was trying to get riders to go and it was again, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row, Tom Morello. Uh, it was a pretty cool thing. Would that be something you would ever go do? Uh, <laughs> I can't say I'm like that in the metal. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe I would go check it out. Maybe if there was something with Metallica, like I outside of Metallica, I'm not like sitting there just jamming, you know, the uh, metal whatever on Sirius XM. But um, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> He's a Swifty. That's fair. Well, hey, <laughs> that's fair, man. I just I was curious because yeah. Sean Brennan's like, do you know any writers that like this kind of music? And I was like, well, I know Eli likes Metallica, but there's not a chance in hell he's going Wednesday night before a race. And I, said, I, like, I, I was like, I think AP would go if it wasn't a Wednesday night. And like Levi Kitchen would go. And I, I went and said something to AP and instantly he was like, hell yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> I couldn't believe he went. So I was blown away. But in the rare, rare went and yeah, it was good times. I just wondered if that would be something you'd enjoy. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, we have another. We got some listener questions that I want to get to, and one of them was, uh, well, actually, this is mine. With this came from a story I heard about Dylan Ferrandis riding with somebody like a mechanic that wasn't very good, and he was kind of like, "Why do you even bother?" So I wonder if you go to the track and you're around riders, like guys us? like yeah. myself, yeah. who's just an All average vet rider. Do you yeah. kind of go like, "Why do you bother, man?" That's like if you're not going to be the best, like why bother? Or do you still see um, it like it's just we know why it's fun? Oh, one hundred percent. I just, it's. I mean, that's with any sport or any uh, recreational activity. Like, you know, if I was going to try to go surf or something, I'd be a total dork and not be able to get the <laughs> waves. But as soon as I get it, it's super fun. And um, yeah, I, I absolutely see why everyone wants to ride. I mean, I, I love riding mountain bikes just to go ride and you know and and find that that flow going down the trail or, or whatever it may be. So so. Heck yeah. No, you don't have to be a pro. No, Good. you do not have to be a pro to okay. enjoy something. Yeah. Eli, what, at yep. what level of uh, experience do you start thinking that somebody is slow? Like, <laughs> like, like, like a guys, B guys, like a B, oh. like a 35. <laughs> no, like plus. a Cade Clayson. Why are you out here, dude? Yeah. yeah like, I mean, Sorry, Cade. yeah, oh, you know, I guess something like that, but like, what, what do you start considering? Like a guy's jumping all the jumps, holding his line. Yeah. It's like, is that, is that look slow to you? Or are you like, where do you consider to be slow? <laughs> um, poor guy. I know, I'm just kind of going off of what you went, yeah. but I don't know, answer it however you want, man. Well, I think, I think what's really interesting is like, if you just try to throw someone on a super cross track and just see if they could get around it. Hmm. And if they can't do the jumps and get around it, then I would consider them slow. Right. But anyone that can make it around a super cross track, um, you know, and, and do all the jumps, hit the rhythm combinations. I think that's, um, you're at a very high level. So sure. yeah. Yeah, if you couldn't make it around a super cross track, then I would say you could you would be considered yeah. slow. Well, we're slow. Yep. Yeah, we're slow. <laughs> well, for you sure. know, I've, I've wondered but, that. I've, I, but Eli and I are teammates now. Blue Crew, baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Blue Crew on board with the Moto X Pod Show. And I just got my 450, uh, Eli, a couple weeks ago. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Supercross, here we come. <laughs> next year. Next Not. year. That's a good point, though. I have wondered if I could. I'm like, I look at a track and I'm like, man, I. I think I could double my way through there, but it would it, my <laughs> my, my like, butthole would be tuck, puckered. Yeah, their sure. their jumps look like freaking walls. <laughs> I it's, know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's close this thing out with a few listener questions um, from the Vital Forum. These guys are awesome. Lineman two twenty five says, uh, "Let's see, do you ever listen to the James Stewart Supercross rewinds?" I see them like on on. Um instagram but i never watch like full episodes okay yep yeah uh, so i i see little highlights here and there like whatever flicking through my feed yeah. but i'll never just sit down for an hour and, and and listen to those things it's a lot of times for me when i'm when i'm racing and in the season like the last thing i want to do is like re like keep reliving that moment or that race um and i just i kind of want to like when i'm away from the track i kind of just you know put that that event to the side i guess unless we need to really study something yeah i understand that i think we uh, as i've been doing the industry stuff a little bit more with vital i, I realize like how, why people get burnt out did did, did you use, yeah oh, it, sorry. as a racer we have so much up and down emotion mm. and then and then you you really start thinking i'm like i'm on my phone reading social media and like <laughs> making myself angry like why am i doing this yeah that's <laughs> like, funny it's just, 
it, it's really as for racing for a racer it's it's toxic like you, it's not a road you really want to go down that's for sure because you know you're not seeing these people face to face and the the only person that really knows what happens is you mm-hmm. good point did, so did you know the for, term for the racers it's better to, to stay away in did, my opinion did you know the term neck burn before his podcast <laughs> <laughs> I did not for that, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. All right, a couple more questions here. Blockhead17 wants to know, do you ever just kick back and have a beer and burger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the off-season, yeah. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. Off-season, after, after uh, yeah, moto and, and all that all that good jazz, um, heck yeah. Yep, a little bit it. of lake time, yep. Kick it back, yep. Donations win. Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll, yeah, we we'll, saw, we'll, I, we'll I was there for well, that. Yeah, there's my proof right there. Yeah. Dude, Eli, I'm I had so... I had so much footage on my phone of you and the boys and Christina Denny just downing stuff, and I was like, you know what? I better just delete all this. Just wait. We, we don't need this coming out. Yeah, that was a fun experience to sit back and watch you guys. That was unreal yeah. how, how happy you were. Um, okay. Yeah. Spoon guy wants to know what is your most repeated or bad habit that you easily fall into? Do you have one? Uh, it's just, this is a general question. Yeah. He didn't like, say writing or not. Okay. So yeah, if, if something okay. stands out, just, yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, bad habit or, um, Hmm. Maybe it's something with bad the wife. Habit. Maybe she gets up. Maybe the wife gets on to you about something like leaving the, the lid off the milk or something. I don't know. I gotta have something. Um, man, uh, trying to think here. Okay, I think there's got to be something. I don't know. You guys totally caught. I mean, he got me good. Okay, spoon guy got me. All good. right, spoon um, guy, Tomac, dude, he's perfect. Spoon, spoon guy, he's perfect, buddy. Yeah, no problems. Yeah. No, I, I'm not perfect though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple more. I, I got three more for you, and we'll let you go. Uh, Moto okay. Mike 15, when are you going to let Beast Mode out of the cage? I kind of feel like you did it A2, but what's up? Uh, I mean, that, that's what I consider Beast Mode was, was A2 in that last moto. Like, yep. just yeah. being the, to do everything I wanted to do, being in clean air, and uh, just ride, I don't know, the way I wanted to ride, and won the race, so. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, that was that was my best example of this year. Yep. Perfect. Owen oh, Jakes, what's your funniest fan story and your favorite meal? I want a cheat meal. Funniest fan story? Yeah. You got, um anything stand out? I should have I guess I should have sent these to you ahead of time. Yeah, a couple of these like I need some thinking. Um, sign any, sign any babies or anything. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We always sign the babies. Um <laughs> Wait, people actually do that? Yeah. Wow. I've seen it. I've seen uh, AP signed a boob. I saw that. Well, yeah, boobs didn't boob and a baby. I mean, boobs way better than a baby. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's a big difference. How about just your favorite? Um, what's your favorite cheat meal? Let's go with that. What? what okay. You win they, a race. Are you going to In and Out? Um. Yeah. That's that definitely happens. Yeah. In California, that happens. After a late night of racing, go go get a burger. But at that time, at that point, I'm just like I'm refueling myself. Um, uh, I would just say like if I was gonna buckle or something, it's ice cream. Mm. Yep. I think that's Barsha's thing too. He told me that a few years ago. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm in a cave, I'm gonna eat ice cream. Dude, <laughs> yep. if you're ever in this area, East Texas, we have Bluebell. I don't know if you've ever tried it. Best ice cream that's in the store. Like a East Texas. Thing. It's not everywhere, dude. It's not on the West Coast or the. 
What are you shaking your head at, TJ? No, you're right. Yeah, it's not everywhere. Yeah. It's unreal. You got to try it in Dallas. Yeah. Win in Dallas. I'll I'll bring you some blue. I'll bring you Bluebell when you win in Dallas. How about that? Sounds good. All right. Last one. Spare tire Sam. Any plans for your little ones to ride? Can you see yourself being a mini dad? So they're my daughter and. Well, both of them are actually. My daughter and my son are both on bicycles. Um, my little guy, Noah, is on a Strider. And then my daughter, Lev, she's riding a bicycle already. And it's, it's, uh, she's on a pedal bike, on the pedal Strider. Oh, wow. And the little dude's on the, on the small Strider. Um, and my son, he's, he has like a whole nother level of energy. And I think there's a high probability that I will end up, yeah, probably racing with him because he's, if he if he likes it, just because anytime he gets on the on the bike, he's just uh, just spazzing with energy and excitement. So um, I won't hold him back. That's for sure. If it's something he wants to do, okay, it'd be awesome to see you at the track. But here's the thing: is yeah. I'm not a good mechanic, so I'm not <laughs> to work on my racing skills. Uh, you might I have am to, not. Yeah, you, you might have to get Crans to come. You know, work for you, or maybe Jelly find something else to do. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna need some serious pointers because I am an absolute when it comes to <laughs> uh, yeah. Scotty wants to know if we can get one more question. He's got something if you're down for one more. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so speaking of dads, obviously your, your dad's a legend in himself. When you were rehabilitating and getting back into, you know, I'm sure you were doing rides and stuff with him, um, nursing the injury, how long did it take you till you, till you got, till you beat him again? <laughs> do, do you know if you ever beat him? I mean, you beat him now, right? John's the man. I know, but I know, I know that it used to, like probably okay. five, 10 years ago, yeah. you would, I think there was an interview where you said that it, it, sometimes it was hard for you to do that, ah. but I'm sure nowadays it's, I don't know. I'll let you talk. Um, well, here's the thing is, is, uh, I've been able to beat them uphill for quite a, quite a few years now, but when it comes to downhill, he can still use this, like his general skill. And he just absolutely destroys me. So like, no matter what. So, um, he, he really hasn't lost much for downhill skill and technique and speed. So it, it's just, I don't know. It'd be, I don't He's just an old pro, right? Like you're not going to beat the guy going down the hill. And he's what, what the way he flicks, flicks the bike and, and picks lines and how he carries the momentum. Like even just through a switchback corner, I, I just can't go as fast as him. So, and I probably won't catch him. That's <laughs> awesome. Good for John. Yeah. Well, Eli, yeah. you, this is our 300th show. Um, you, you made it amazing. This is one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. So thank you for your time. I know you don't love doing these things, so it means a lot to us. Thank you very much. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, Eli. Take care. Right. We'll, good luck this weekend. All right. All right. See ya. Eli Tomac brought to you by Troll Training. Sorry, TJ, what were you wanting to ask him? Oh, I was just going to say he made the show because I just thought about him and Baggett's kid racing each other, and they both have famous fathers. Yeah, I did too. (laughs) That'd be crazy. Um, That was great, man. Eli Tomac brought to you by Troll Training. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. What do you guys think? Because we did try to stay away from racing a little bit. I, 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 sorry to the, the forum members and the listeners that we didn't get to all your questions. There were so many, and we, you know, we had 30 minutes. So I, I feel like that was. I, I like better our, than average. Yeah, yeah, I like it when the interviews can kind of just come up organically, where it doesn't always have to be these written down questions that we think of. It just kind of flows with what we're talking about. And I, I thought that the, in in that scenario, that was a really good interview for that kind of style. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, um, and he's actually kind of hard to get on some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, he he. I mean, it's again not his favorite thing to do in the world. I mean, I'm sure most of these riders they don't. It's not they'd rather not do this. They'd rather be yeah. spend time with their family, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so yeah, we got our next guest coming up in <coughs> excuse me about thirty minutes, Damon Bradshaw. But we want to introduce a new sponsor. They were an old sponsor that's back now. Blood Lubricants is back on board. I'll give you the the floor here in just a second, TJ. Um. Why did, yeah, why did, he, why did he ha? Oh, I was excited. That's yeah, why. Yeah, okay. well, it's me too. Me too. Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants, like I said, supported the Moto X Pod show before we went to Vital for a while. Uh, it, listen, do you got? Do you think all oil is the same? No. Well, it's not. It's a bit like food in that you can have all the same ingredients, but a great chef will make something that knocks your socks off. Blood Lubricants was developed from over 40 years of knowledge in the oil business and is used by racers in the most grueling motorsports on the planet, including Baja, NASCAR, Indy, NHRA, Sprint Cars, Motocross, Supercross, and many more. Blood Lubricants has a reputation for lasting longer than other brands and is known to keep your bike running up to 30 degrees cooler. Simply put, if you want the best oil you can buy in your machine, you want Blood Lubricants. That's Blood, B-L-U-D. Visit bloodlubricants.com and check out their numerous lines, including their Pro Series, Barracuda, Scorpion Blood, as well as lubricants and suspension fluids. Use promo code VMX25. That's Vital MX, right? VMX25 to save. Please go support Blood Lubricants. They're, they're big deal. Guys, their it, oil is not the cheapest oil, but I promise you it. it is worth every dollar. TJ, I know you got some things you want to say. Yeah, I'm so Knock excited to have them back on the show, guys. For the people that are watching, they alive are listening. I'm serious. I spend my money, and everybody knows me. It knows I'm cheap to buy this oil. It is that good. I do a <laughs> lot of motor builds. I tear motors apart, and the race bikes that we run this stuff in, it was a night and day difference. Um, and if you go on there, just go on there, buy their oil, Give it a whirl. Put that code in there. Show them that you actually listen to the show, and you're going to get a great product. We're not we're not asking y'all to be able to go buy something or or give money and and you don't get anything out of it. You get some of the best oil I have ever seen in my entire life, and I've been building motors for 20 years. It's genuinely that good. The, the thing about it being a little bit more expensive that makes me feel bad is when. Was that what you were running when you forgot your drain plug? I feel like. Well, and, that's and what I was going to say. Is, that's what I was going to say is the only time it doesn't work is when you're <laughs> was when you're a dipshit and don't uh, tighten your drain bolt. But I was going to say I, bet I your bike ran longer say, than no, other bikes would. Hey, it probably did. But what I'm trying to get at is that I I know nothing about mechanicing. Obviously, I can't even tighten my drain plug. But <laughs> I I did notice a difference. When we would run the blood versus when I would versus when I would run like um, motor Rex or whatever uh, it is, the KTM oil. yeah, KTM oil. I definitely didn't notice like the the engine seemed quieter, it ran cooler, and it just it just overall just I I could notice a difference, and I know yeah. nothing. So yeah. if if I'm noticing a difference, and clearly it's it's superior. Yeah, and I want to mention like I, I don't know if Jeff the owner will be okay with me saying this or not, but. Blood Lubricants is a small company. Yeah. Right? He's not going to advertise with this show without he needs to see a return on investment. Like he yeah. needs to that's what he's in it for. He can't he he doesn't have the budget just to give stuff away. So we need you guys to try it and yeah. trust it and trust that we're, this isn't just a, a ad because he's spending money with us. We we fully believe in Blood Lubricants. I generally I, always run Blood Lubricants. Yeah, um, I buy the stuff and we yeah, run it. I do too. Uh, um it's 
it's my oil of choice. Uh, we were turned on to it by Chris. I was turned on to it by Chris Kiefer back in like 2017 mm-hmm. when we had uh, another oil company on board and I'd heard some negative things about it, you know, and I, I asked, uh, I asked Chris Kiefer, I said, Hey man, like, what do you think about this oil? Cause I've heard that some teams that are sponsored by them don't actually use it. And he goes, let me just tell you something. The secret is blood lubricants. He said, yeah. just, uh, I'm about to sneeze. So say something about blood. Yeah. So we, they came onto the show and when we were, before part of the vital network and like it was i was blown away because i ran other oils and i was like oh i'll give it a whirl and we at the time my son was racing cowies we had to build those motors regularly (laughs) and it literally doubled the life of the clutch and the piston the piston wear right it's i mean i I know no one's going to believe me because i'm going on and on and gushing about it (laughs) but i genuinely think it's that good i do too and I, i i trust chris with stuff like that. And when he told me the bikes are running cooler and that lasts longer. And then when I would run the stuff and it would come out, it looks after 20 hours, 30 hours, it looks just like it went in. It's yeah. just amazing. So, um, yeah, blood lubricants, please, please, please use those guys, support them. VMX 25 to save. Um, we good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I want to do, this was another topic suggested by Lewis Phillips. Uh, he thought this would be interesting. So we're going to call this this week the Blood Lubricants Hot Topic. And he kind of wanted to know a little bit more about the Moto X Pod Show's history, things that we, we thought we did right, things that we would have done differently. TJ, and you and I have been, well, you've been involved since almost day one. Yeah. So for those that are listening that don't know. It's show, the third show. Okay, let's, the show started uh, in 2016, mid-2016, I think. I came on as a guest, episode six five or six i don't remember maybe four for at yours was i think you came on after we six so we did some shows under a different name we did like four or five of those and then we another podcast which is in europe that does road racing stuff had that name i don't even remember what it was exactly now and so we changed it to the moto x pod show and we started at number one when we changed the name. Okay. So you. So can, there were a couple of shows before that. So there's like 10 shows we did before you came in. Yeah. So the Moto X Pod Show, or what, what was it called before? It was, okay, you don't remember. It was called the Moto, or the Moto Pod, I okay. think. But, but there was another podcast that yeah, had that, that name. And yeah, so. So uh, a couple of our friends locally, Phil Gates and Mark Poole, started mm-hmm. the show. They invited you. Got involved and kind of helped technologically, technologically mm-hmm. with some better equipment and recording devices. And then you, you kind of like, hey, I know Jamie mm-hmm. Darkside because at that time I was just calling to the Pulp Show. Mm-hmm. Had me come in as a guest. Mm-hmm. I guess it went well enough that you were guys. Hey, you want to be a part of it? So the four of us, if I remember right, I think I was talking to Shand and I had asked him about like how how I thought you would do. I think I. Th- I think I remember that Shan okay. Garcia. I don't think you ever told me that. Yeah, I, and, and Shan Garcia, Berm Lords, yeah, Shock Socks. Yeah, and talking to him, the owner of Shock Socks, and he was our first quasi sponsor. Like we, Shan, but that came from me. But that came from you. Yeah. But he, I'm saying, like, I'm oh, yeah. letting people know, like, oh, okay. But talking with him, and and somehow you came up, and he was like, yeah, he'd be good on there, and so that's how I. I don't remember if I had your number, or if I had to get it from Shan. I don't okay. remember. Well, yeah, anyway, we... But I've known you for years yeah, before yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we started just doing... Well, it was started as just like talking about local races and kind that of watching Supercross and maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as I got involved, I think we, we reached out. Like our, our first guest, I went back and looked. Do you remember who it was? The first big guest? First guest outside of like... A first person that raced professionally. 
It would have had to have been the sheriff, right? Nope. I thought so too. It was Scotty Winterstrom. Oh, Scotty. Yeah. Or, you know, that makes Scott, sense because Scotty was been me, a friend of mine forever. Episode eight was me and Scotty Winterstrom. Yeah, and then after that, yeah, you had me come on um, more regularly. Yeah, and then over time, as you guys kind of got me more involved, I knew some local guys like Billy Whitley, who used to race professionally and run mm-hmm. race teams. I knew Charlie Bogard, who was a professional racer. That's right. Um, so we started getting those kind of guys on, like old racers. Yeah, not, not from so Texas guys, yeah, basically. Texas guys. And I don't know at that time there might have been twenty listeners. 10 listeners who knows maybe i think i think our by the time you came on our average downloads were we were excited when it went over 100 oh really i didn't even know it was that yeah okay but then yeah we went to what at the time was the nitro arena cross okay which is now the gt arena cross the non-ama one it's not arena cross anymore arena motocross arena motocross and it was in Mesquite, Texas. Yeah. And Josh Demuth was in the crowd. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I, I, I remember, huh? R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. And I remember kind of walking past him a few times, trying to get the nerve to go talk to him mm-hmm. and ask him to come on the show. Sporting Woods just sent us 20 bucks and said, congratulations on show 300. Dude's, now fix <laughs> Scotty's money, bike. That that money just goes to Vital, so. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Vital gets returned sure. on the show. Sure. Um Anyway, and they started growing. Uh, we started getting some other guys on. I think a buddy of mine had bought a bike from Robbie Raynard, mm-hmm. and he still had his number, so he gave it to me, and I just texted Robbie randomly. He yeah. responded, came on the show. I met Guy Cooper at Diamond Don's Vet Race, got him to come Guy on the show. That. Okay, I didn't, but that's how we got his number. I had his number. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's how we got him on. Yeah. But I met him, yep. got him on. Then I text him. It's like, I don't know if this is crossing a line, but I know you're friends with Trey Kennard. Yeah. Would you ask him to come on the show? And like three days later, I got a text from Trey Kennard. And like, I was freaking out. Like, I don't remember that. Like fanboying because I was, this was all brand new. And that's sort of how it started growing, right? And then in 2017, I went to Lakewood, Colorado. That was the first thing we ever did as that was media. The f- first media pass. Met Blake Baggett. Weeds, everybody started getting numbers. And from then on, it was just going to races with our own money. Yeah, Building yeah. connections. You take that Baggett jersey back home. Yeah, it's not yours. Growing the show. Like, what are some... Scotty, you came on a little bit later, and we're going to get to that, obviously. Um, the other guys just kind of lost interest in spending enough time and doing the show, so they we parted ways with Mark and Phil. But, like, what are some things that, when you look back, does anything stand out of, like, oh, I wish we had done this differently, or anything you're proud of, or anything, mistakes we made? Because I'm... I don't know. Are we because the way we first started doing it when we had, I, I don't know if we could have done it different. We weren't inside media. You know yeah. what I mean? Like maybe we could have pushed harder to be um, in the limelight sooner. I guess you, I'm going to say limelight as far as getting to races. But I think that first year or so when we were just doing Texas covering that stuff allowed us to get comfortable with the stuff. Allowed us to work on. Um, sound quality it's always been really important to me because it was bad in the beginning it was oh my god that's why i can't listen to the old shows yeah and but we really tried and then i have a buddy of mine that people don't know was kind of behind the scenes named mike larue who was a professional like radio disc jockey not like a dj and he really helped me get the right equipment to make the sound better and that kind of stuff but i don't know if we could have done it different yeah but yeah, I, I I don't I can't think of any mistakes or things I regret. Um, we had some issues where I mean we we pre-recorded the original shows and would just throw I don't even know if we did commercial breaks at first. No, and we, we did not. We started getting ads and we would just pre-record those and throw them in. Yeah. Um, so, I kind of miss our old commercials. 
I like yeah. the ones that my daughters did. Those stood yeah. out. But, the commercials yeah. were awesome. I, I do miss yeah. that. I, we, I think we could interject those in here now, too. I have pre-recorded stuff. Even though we're live, we could, you know, put those in. But anyways. Yeah, just looking back, like I just think for the history of the show, it really came – a lot of it came down to building relationships with people in the industry. And I feel like I got really lucky. I think – I think your personality is why, like, like something I saw right off the bat was your personality and the way that, and I'd seen it at the track, but it was really, and, I, and I'm not sitting here like blowing you basically, but that thank, show. Thank you. Cause yeah, I, would not, I would not enjoy that. I would yeah. not enjoy that. We get demonetized. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that we would, um, I saw that from the very early. I even told you, I'm like, bro, you're going to be, I don't know if you remember this, but I kept telling you, you're going to make a living out of this one day. And that was kind of my goal for the show was to get it to where somebody could make a living out of it. And I knew you could. I don't have the personality for that. Yeah, I guess I was just willing to go up and talk to people. Yep. Even though, like, the first few times, probably for the first year or so, like, I remember being, like, kind of shaking a little bit, being nervous to Mm -hmm. talk to these people and and asking a Blake Baggett in 2017 or an Austin Forkner for their phone number was kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, Like, it just felt... Like they're like who who is this guy right? Nobody yeah. knew, and I have to say we got a lot of praise, a lot of thanks to Sean Brennan and to Steve Mathis. Yeah, Mathis obviously helped, but but he didn't help in the very beginning. But no, but he didn't. But he gave you another platform for other people who listen. Yeah, and your nickname. Uh, kind of took off, I guess. Took off. Like I don't think we would be where we are without. Oh him. no, 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 for sure. Um, Steve helped with those things, but going. To Supercross in eighteen, the yeah. first round was in Houston that year, and we went oh, to that. Right. I went to that race. That's right. And he, they gave us. Uh, we actually got our credentials through um, Aaron Bergy, I think was her name. Mm-hmm. She used to work for Phil. I don't think she does anymore. But I met Sean, and he continued to give me credentials throughout the year. And like the next year in nineteen, they had adjusted the rules a little bit for podcasts. At least I was told. Like at that time, you needed to have at least ten thousand downloads a week to to get that. a credential yeah. and we weren't anywhere near that no. and i even remember texting or calling daniel blair who was heavy in the main event moto at the time i said like, what are your numbers he's like yeah i'm getting like seven or eight thousand like, okay so you probably wouldn't even get a credential either but sean had already met us the week yeah. year before and said you're okay you're good and they really started cracking down on how on just random podcasts showing up yeah. to do media at that point and we were very lucky we got in when we did and that Sean seemed to take a liking to me and mm-hmm. the show. And, um, yeah, so very, very fortunate for that. I don't remember what sh- number you came in, Scotty. But- uh, well, uh, so we, I guess if we're going to, are we about to transition into my history with it? Or? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're just, it's, we're doing it as a whole. Okay. Well, I, so I was going to ask you guys a question because I, I came in on episode 165. Okay. And the, and I had never really listened to y'all's show before. I knew that you guys wow. did one. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really know y'all. I mean, I knew TJ a little bit and I'd, I'd seen you and had a couple interactions. I think one of my buddies bought goggles from you at one point. Oh yeah. And, like, yeah. We ate breakfast or something like that. But other than that, I really didn't know you guys very well. And I was at a local race, uh, broke a clutch lever. Someone said, ask TJ, TJ always has spare parts. I have a conversation with him about um i thought we were best friends so now (laughs) you did not think that you didn't even know who i was Uh, i did yeah i did yeah uh, yeah we uh 
So I had a conversation with him, you know, looking for a clutch lever, and then it turned into, how's the show going? He's like, well, you know, actually, we need somebody to help us fill in when I'm, because I'm about to start working in the oil field again, and I need somebody to fill in, and the first show, I, he's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, hit me up. I was like, I'm totally down to try that, and uh, the first show I did was 165, and it was Davey Coombs, Ferrandis, and uh, Tomax Mechanic. Uh, I guess, I think it was Cran. Yeah. Uh, Crans, Crans, at, Crans uh, at the time. Oh, uh, Crans was. Uh, oh, you said Tomac. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So what? I, the question I was going to ask you guys was, at, you know, so that was when I got there, and he and he said, uh, you know, I, he gave me your number, and, and you told me who was going to be on. Have your questions ready. I was like, oh, that's not. Who, I, I I was expecting like, you know, like Bogarts and, and yeah. guys like that. And then when he told me who we were having on the show, I was like. Holy crap! Like I kind of got nervous and a little starstruck talking to Davy Coombs and Ferrandis and guys like that. So the uh, the question I have for y'all is: at what that was summer of twenty twenty? Um, at what point do you did y'all do y'all feel like y'all broke that threshold? Because when I came into the episode, y'all were already kind of at that point where having those guests didn't really phase y'all that much. Having that having that caliber of guests, I, I don't think it's phased me ever. Well, I know, but no, I mean, it, it seemed like just another episode at that yeah, point. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, so you're asking when did it like, get... Yeah, what, when, mm, what point do y'all feel like that threshold really broke? Like maybe episode number? That yeah, I don't of- know if I can give you a number. I would say like 18 was the first year we really started getting the, I, I'll call big guests. Yeah. So probably somewhere in 2018. Yeah. But then there were still guys like when we got McGrath for the first time or Eli for the first time that I was still a little bit, oh boy. Like yeah. it felt like a different level. Some of those guys that, that we were getting regularly, like back then Cooper Webb would come on a bunch. Like I just felt like I built a little bit of a relationship with, so I was yeah. comfortable. Um, so, I, But I would say mid-18 to end-18 where I started going, okay, this is just kind of normal now. So probably like 60, 70 episodes in, somewhere probably, around there. Yeah. yeah. It takes so it takes a while. So anybody yeah, that's yeah, it, thinking about it, doing it, I mean like – It's a grind. There was it's a years, lot of work. Years, yeah. The amount of work that he put into the show, like – like like I said, I I I'm not the person to do what he did. There's yeah. no way I like my personality and me could have done what he's right. done. Um, and yeah. the amount of work and effort that you put in, that's yeah. where the show's at. You know, Cause, I mean? yeah, because because here here I am, you know, almost doing this with you guys for almost this summer will be four years that I've been doing this with y'all. Yeah, and I haven't even done half, almost half, but not even half the episodes that you guys have done. So you're still just a placeholder. So don't get too <gasps> this uh, this discussion <laughs> history on Moto X Pod Show is brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Don't forget promo code VMX25 at bloodlubricants.com, and that is a blood with a U. B-L-U-D. Mm-hmm. And I want to remind you guys, FXR is one of our big sponsors, and we're giving away a casual set, which we already have our winner from YouTube. So you guys, if you don't listen live, you kind of miss out on that. I understand not everybody can. So that's why we, we give away. But we're giving a set of, of gear away. If you didn't hear the question, email us, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. The question is, what year did Cody Webb win his first Enduro Cross Championship? We'll pick a random winner for a set of gear from FXR. Uh, if you haven't checked out the new line of Helium or uh, Revo, go to your local dealership. Ask for FXR. Dude, it is some of the best gear on the made on the market. It's fantastic. I love the stuff. Appreciate the guys at FXR, Brad, Andy, Milt, everybody. Go ahead, TJ. I wonder if we could figure out what our first giveaway was. Uh, <coughs> I think it was Shock Socks. Cause, oh, it's right. Yeah, because right. Shan yeah, was the had- first one to give us. And we were doing, like, there was no money involved. It was just like, hey, we're nobody. If we could just give some product away here and there. Make us look more. And then um, 
What was the um, um, did we PMP a, Sprockets came on board? We gave some sprockets away. That was a local Texas sprocket company. And didn't we do a helmet painting deal? Kirk Hunter, uh, one of our buddies here in Texas, who paints helmets, yep. uh, extreme colors. Mm-hmm. He painted some helmets for us. We did some those. A fly would give us helmets. Yep, and he would paint them. Yep. That's you guys right. are looking for a custom painted helmet, extreme colors. That's extreme with it, just an X, X T R E M E. Colors with a K. He's, he's still, he's still, he's oh, still painting helmets. Yeah. I've got so, three, they're not on camera, but I got three or four behind you yeah. that he's painted. Um, yep. Kirk does a good job. I believe the prices are just under $400 for a, a fully painted yeah. custom helmet. I saw he's, two guys he, this weekend with, yep. with his paint job. He's on. been doing that since I was a kid. Um, yeah, so but but one of the questions that Lewis asked was like, do we have any regrets or anything we would have done differently? And we kind of touched on that. And I can't really think of anything because we really didn't know what the hell we were doing. Like, right. if Letting I could me be say, a part of the show. If I could say, <laughs> yeah, if we start over and I know everything I know now, then I would maybe try to format the show differently. Like, you know, we would maybe not have some of the guests on as maybe as often as we did. I don't know. I, I mean, but it- nothing just stands out because I think the show is what it is because of the trials that in the learning and yeah and i don't feel like we made any major mistakes i the first time i had eli on i effed up um i gave him the wrong time zone and then blew that whole thing and didn't get the interview and so maybe be more careful with my with time zones uh that kind of sucked um i think i've been great the whole time yeah i mean sure you know people have asked me what what i like like hey oh you do a podcast like whoa i I mean everybody wants a podcast nowadays yeah and and it's like well what do you know what all do I need to do to get that? And I'm like, man, it's, it's like the, to do it at the, like, and we're still, you know, and the, the level, the, the world of podcasts, we're still really small. Sure. And the, the equipment and the stuff that we do and that, that's, that we have just to do what we do is, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's an, it's not just grabbing a camera and, and having a couple of beers with your buddies and doing it. Like there's, there's a lot of work that goes I mean, you into You can do that, but yeah, it's, yeah, but there, there's a lot of equipment and stuff that it takes. It's to a do lot of time. And when you work a regular job, like I did at the time, you're doing that in the evenings and you're, you almost chick, quit a few times. Yeah. Your chick maybe is getting upset. Cause like, you don't like, no, I got a show tonight, you know, or yeah. I got to do this research or, or whatever. And you, you got to go to the races in the beginning and nobody's paying for that. You just do it, and you basically it's a hobby, and you have to just keep grinding and grinding and build the relationships, and that takes time. Those guys need to learn who. You, like I literally, for those that don't know, when the first few races I went to, probably for a year or two, I would go buy like sixty dollars in donuts and take them to every team and and meet the PR That's people right. and the mechanics and say, "Hey, man, I'm Dark Side, you know, and I do this <laughs> podcast and." Just yeah, so the love girls. Get, the girls at the will call. You'd bring donuts. Dude, take donuts to the girls at will call when it's Supercross season in freaking Minneapolis and it's thirty degrees and they're sitting in there shivering. Like we were making and no people money. are pissed off because they didn't get the memo that this person's supposed to have this pass and everybody's yelling at him and I take them donuts and, and we weren't making any money. Like most no. of the stuff was because I happened to have a decent job at the time and be able to put money into the show. Yeah, you did. Stuff. You paid for some of the early trips. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Now that you say it, I'd kind of forgotten. Um. But that's really a lot. And then of- he gives my gear away. Yeah, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead. Dark <laughs> t-shirts available. Dark Side MX three at Able. Dark Side MX three on Instagram. Yeah, pay TJ back. We got some shirts to ship out. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll give. 
Yeah. TJ, 25 bucks or something. Hey, I, don't, I don't even get it, guys. I don't even get a free shirt. So if you get those shirts, if you ever see anybody in those You'll get shirts, a free shirt eventually, just not the first run. Nobody's, they, nobody's like, getting free you shirts. Get a, you get that shirt, then you know you're in an in a, in a, in a elite crowd. Yeah. One of the, uh, I, I, you know, it's it's a whole, it's different now because you're part of Vital and you're, you know, you're paid by them. But um, one, it, I wait, was. Wait, pay, uh, I'm supposed to get paid? Y'all are getting paid? <laughs> uh, one of the things that. I wish, you know, would have gone further and would have gotten to do more of because I, when I think about that trip that I took where Doc was racing Futures and we went to Arizona. Oh, yeah, Glendale. Man, that was so much fun. Yeah. I, I, that, that trip uh, lives in my memories real, real hard. And, uh, real hard. Yeah, that was not the correct Walk word. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's in my memory real yeah, hard. Yeah, that was a poor choice of words on my part. But anyways. Bet it is, Scotty. Um, bet it is. I, I really enjoyed that. I had fun uh, learning that kind of world with you guys. And and uh, it was – I wish there could have been more where I could go to more of the races. Obviously, that's not really in the cards now. But um, I definitely have enjoyed being a part of this show and, and look forward to more. Uh, before we get to Damon Bradshaw. Okay, cool. Thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, I mean – Did you – no, it was just like sorry. Oh, like, where's I was the like, boot oh, house? Scotty, we're thank so glad so you. that you're still here. We look forward to more <laughs> with you. you as well, Scotty. Oh man, makes my heart you know feel what? good. Makes can my put heart... it on the wide shot for a minute. It is. Can it they is. see the towel? They can see the boot house. Yeah, the, the blue crew boot, the boot towel. <laughs> we we hung that up just for Scotty when we hurt Brad his towel. feelings. Yeah. He can go take it off the wall, wipe his tears. Yeah, put yeah. it back up, blue crew. <sighs> yeah, love you too, man. Let's. Let's do this. Anything in the next couple years, like advancements you'd like to see the Moto X Pod show, guests you'd like to get on. Obviously, the graphics. Sean, our guy Sean Ogden's oh. crushing the graphics. The, it just the show keeps looking better. But like, what do you, TJ? What do you want to see improve or next for the Moto X Pod show? I, I like it the way it is. I know it sounds crazy to say, but I told I, Sean, can you please quit making it try to look any better? Like it's enough because it's so it's a lot to learn right away. Yeah, but no, it, it actually really hasn't been that bad. I have I haven't. Have you made any mistakes that you're aware of? I don't not think, really. I don't. Not really. It's not a no. I've only seen things pop up once or twice. Yeah, I, I, so. maybe I'm. I've. I flipped a camera to the wrong person like once or twice. Oh. But other than that, I graph- think we need to rebuild the studio. Well, we I th- we are we're not going to rebuild, but we're going to clean it up. A I think we bit. need to redesign it completely. Uh, we're going to do some work, and but I don't know when that's going to be Soon, because I'm hopefully. never home. I'm home all the time. Now. You are, but I'm not letting you at my house when I'm not here. <laughs> I don't trust you. I'll bring Kathy over. I mean, hey, that, you know, I mean, Kiefer let you. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we did some bad things in that hot tub, Kiefer. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I don't need I don't need that in my house though. I don't have a hot tub. <laughs> Moving on. Um. Um, one of one of yeah. the things that I would like to see us be able to eventually do would be to take phone calls. Yeah, that that would mean probably somebody not being on camera because you're going to have to be off the side and taking yeah. calls. And that, I mean, it, you, that's and then that, that record- it has to be that way. Yes. Well, yeah, because that's you'd have to. It has to be a phone system where you can go. I couldn't. Hello. Just, I couldn't like have the camera on you and mute myself. You, no. Like, you, well, no, you t- would. You would be. That, that that's kind of what it's I a was totally different system that you got to be able to take the call and us not hear you. You'll be able to say, okay, yeah, what just mute me and I, take but then the call. what are you going to talk to him on? Cause the mic oh, would be yeah. hooked to the phone. It's a whole what different is, setup. What is, what is telling them do? He has they like, have he a completely different. Yeah. He actually answers the phone, I think. And then I could just, but mute this and pick up the phone. And yeah, then but that needs to be, that through. needs to be off camera and you got to make sure. Well, yeah, it'd be on you. It's on you right now. They can't see me. 
I don't see it happening anytime soon. I don't, I don't want know. to take I'm, calls. I, I, I say it's just extra. I don't know about taking calls. Which I, we barely get through when you well, our questions when would... now. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm not. It, it's not a horrible idea. I like the idea of taking calls, and I think it would work with my idea of how the studio should be set up. But nobody wants to listen to me because I don't know nothing. Well, you want somebody off camera in the corner, yes. like Steve does. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe things will change down the road. I don't know. Right now, right now we're where we are, but. Uh, I do want to tighten the studio up. I want to clean Absolutely. up like that that wall opening behind you that goes mm-hmm. into my kitchen. Yeah, it looks we a little janky. Plans. The the laundry room to my right it looks a little janky. It's better than what we had a couple years ago, and even better than what we had a couple years before that. We're Remember getting that there. Little tiny building, dude. I know. Or think about like your spare bedroom. My spare bedroom, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've, but we didn't have cameras then. So. It's it's come a long way and it's going to get better and we appreciate our listeners that have been here from the beginning uh, and the listeners that keep coming on and uh, Sport, yeah. Sporting Wood said I would abuse the phone calls <laughs> <laughs> my buddy my but I didn't Eric you're listening my buddy Eric Radford do you guys remember the cowboy that was shown at a one that was holding they, they showed him he had a uh, feature I think they actually showed it oh the, yeah yeah I don't that's about my buddy what, Eric from Texas he held Pleasanter's hat yes yes yeah. that's my buddy Eric he's listening right now he's uh, Eric Aaron Plessinger, super fan oh uh, you, you but he just said you know he just said you know a contractor so. Yeah. All right, Eric. Drive your ass up here. Let's get this thing built, man. Bring the materials because we don't have any kind of budget. That's, that's true. <laughs> ML, but, ML, hey, ML, we need you budget. You rebuild my studio. I'll get you an Aaron Plessinger jersey. Oh. Oh. Do you have one? Hey, Air, AP, uh, Radford, plug your ears real quick. Yeah. I've already got him one coming. <laughs> I was going to surprise awesome. him. Hopefully, he plugged his ears. He doesn't know, but AP is going to hook me up with a jersey for Eric. So That's awesome. He's a, he's a, one of the best dudes on the planet, Eric is. Um, okay. Better <laughs> than me? Yeah, you're an idiot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to work on getting Damon on. The the Metal Hall of Fame, though, you're not into that. You don't really care about music, TJ. But, Scotty, you like that's, some of that music. That's not true. Okay. What, would meeting Tom Morello or meeting Sebastian Bach mean much to you? No, I'm going to say that it probably wouldn't mean much okay. to me because I don't know who those people are. But it doesn't mean I don't like music. Like I No, know, I know that. I just meant like to meet those guys and go to that thing. I was wondering, like, to, I think Scotty would enjoy that. Yeah, I would. I would have enjoyed that for sure. Do you know who these all these artists are? And like, you, uh, yeah, you can be like, I know what who's band Sebastian Bach. Uh, he's the lead yeah, the singer. piano was player, the singer was. for for uh, uh, Quiet Riot. Wrong. Wasn't Wait, he hold like on. A piano player that wrote like that's Johann Sebastian Bach. Oh, okay. Well, uh, no, I'm not Quiet Riot. Nope. Uh, Twisted, you just Twisted Sister. Twi- no, you put me on the spot, and now I can't think of it. Bob Marley. The Bob Marley. <laughs> Skid Row. Skid Row. Yeah, I know who Sebastian Bach is. I just I brain farted. That's I'm fine. Sorry. I, I've been there. I'll, I'll give you that one. And then Tom Morello. Obviously, most people know who he is. Yeah, I don't really know who he is. Wow. See, that's what I'm saying. Nobody I, I, blows my I do, mind. I do like like metal and rock, but I'm more of like cl- like classic like 70s, 80s. What, you like or, Tesla, like those bands, yeah. Skid Row's that but era. I, but I really don't know the I names. Like the, I don't know like individual artists like or or uh, musicians that were in the band's Idiot. names very well. That's, okay, okay. Here's my problem with music. I have never seen anybody. Like do something in music that some thirteen-year-old kid can't do. Okay. So I mean, well, like, 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 yes, they made the songs. And so yes, they were- there are artists like an Eddie Van Halen who you and I argue about. People play stuff and it sounds similar. It sounds not, s- it's not being played technically the same way. It or sounds the same. It doesn't to some like I'm gonna agree. To me, I've heard people play Eruption and I go, oh, that sounds the same. 
But to like a real musician, like, oh, there's, no, there's, there's notes being missed. There's not playing it the right way. There are guys that can do things that I, others can't. I see people like online that are like 13-year-old kids in like Venezuela that are doing things on guitars I've never heard before. So like... Okay, that's still badass. It's amazing. It's badass. Right. What, what I'm getting at is, but those... But the people who are like the famous people, they just happen to like be in the right place at the right time. They're not any better than these other Some people. Some of them absolutely are. There are definitely musicians like Eddie who a lot of the great guitar, the other great guitar players say, I can't play that. I cannot play the way he played. What he's doing, we can't wrap our brain around. Now, me, not being a musician, I can't wrap my brain around that concept. I don't understand it. Yeah. But these great guitar players are going, yeah, what Eddie did, can't do. Like the greatest guitar players alive will say when they, even Eric Clapton said like when he saw Jimi Hendrix play, he cried and he almost was like, I'm just done because I'll never be able to do that. I don't know what that is, but that is badass. when, I I don't know. I don't really understand it at the technical level. I admit because I don't even have a grasp of what it takes to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I've watched, like I said, you, I don't know. Anyways, I like music, but yeah, you're making it sound like I don't like music. No, I don't. I just don't think you would care about going to that right. event. And like for me, meeting Sebastian Bach was a big deal. He's one of my favorite singers of all time. Yeah, I have one of his lyrics tattooed on my arm. Yeah, which was funny because he didn't recognize it. That's even better. Yeah, that was the fun. Like that was the highlight. I would say <clears throat> getting to meet Sebastian was cool. And I was like, hey, yeah. I've got your a lyric. Do you recognize it? And he looked at my arm real close. He's like, no. And I was like, it's from Live and Die. No, man. I've never on your first song. solo album. And I started doing the song. He goes, and you can see, you see the recognition kick in. He's like, oh, my God, I feel like an idiot. I'm pretty sure he didn't write that song. That's probably why he didn't remember it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All the famous people are just, yeah, anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm but, 100% not a, get a song lyric tattooed on my arm, but. Well, yeah. it's a great lyric, so you don't have to but I, that was a highlight for me i just was wondering if you guys would dig going uh but our next guest of the night's on the line and he's going to be brought to you by guts racing <clears throat> i'm looking for the read you, did you invite him uh he wasn't there oh okay uh, guts andy greg and the guts racing crew continue to provide the best seats and foam available if you want the same seats used by rockstar husqvarna hep suzuki and many more then you need guts racing they have numerous color possibilities staple or velcro installation options wing seats and the best foam in the business with the phantom ultralight seat foam don't forget, they also have complete seats for the Talari and Super 73 and covers for the Suron and Segway. They strive to ship orders within 36 hours, so visit GutsRacing.com. Tonight, Guts Racing brings us the legend, the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, another one of my teammates at Yamaha. What's up, Damon? Hey, man. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing good. We just talked to Eli Tomac a little bit ago. Uh, we talked a little bit about the history of the show because this is show 300. And now, now we got one of my favorite guys in the industry, man, Damon. Um, yeah. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on tonight is because we bumped into each other at a two and you found out I had a Yamaha and the whole, you asked if you could borrow my bike and the answer is no, I don't trust you. <laughs> that, that, that's a good choice. You don't let people borrow your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When did you learn that lesson? Oh, I got to say I've learned it more than once. <laughs> Well, no, I just wanted to get you on, man, because you're always fun to have on, and you have great opinions, and so far, this season has been pretty great. The weather has sucked at two of the rounds, but I feel like it's made for a very uh, unusual and diverse for diverse results, and it's kind of made it exciting so far. 
Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I think just with the mud and the riders that were potentially to, uh, to dominate the season, I just think it changed it mentally and the mud changed it. And, uh, then obviously with the old other BS of the helmet, helmet jerking and neck adjustment and all that stuff (laughs) has, uh, has changed has changed a lot of things. I mean, I think mentally for the guys, and it was definitely blown out of proportion way more than what I thought it should have been. Everybody has opinions. We know that. But um, I just think the riders handle it, and that should have been the end of it. You know, Jet might have should have got a smack on the hand, and you guys go about your business, and let's see how this works itself out. Yeah, so that's that, my feeling. <laughs> well, I was curious what your thoughts on that were. We had some listeners. We have some listener questions for you here in a minute, and they were asking about that because, I mean, you've had your share of run-ins, right? You've had run-ins McGrath, yeah. Chicken, uh, I think Jurassic. List goes on. Yeah, <laughs> a long, long list. And, and you know, and I wondered what you thought about how things are handled a little differently these days. And Jet getting booed—that was intense. Like, I really feel like the the fans are kind of turning on the guy. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't agree with all of that, right? We all make mistakes. We, we're we racers. I'd say a big percentage of us are pretty damn hot-headed, and it's in, the, it's in the heat of the moment, right? And I think nobody really takes that into consideration. Maybe maybe some do. Um, so I, I think it's, I don't know, like I said, I haven't talked about it much. I did a little bit with Ryan and NRC back, you know, last weekend, and everybody has their opinions of it but i just think they needed to go on i think the guys had their discussion about it and that was the end of it no really no different than what me and jeremy did clear back in the day right i mean yeah we weren't throwing punches but one of us probably could have grabbed one of their helmet listen this is what i'm trying to say all right into conversation we go about our business there probably would have been nothing else about it but today's times have changed with cameras and you know phones and social media and all of that so i just uh yeah, I mean, I, I don't know either one of the guys personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what we see and what we, um, I guess, if you could say you think you know them. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, Jason's aggressive, and I like that. I like to see that type of race. And, yeah, you don't want to see anybody run in and break somebody's leg, but the way these races, tracks are, the riders, how good they all are, you've you got to be aggressive. There's just there's no way around it. You're going to have to rub elbows, and you're going to have to fight like that to gain positions, especially – when you have a good guy that gets a 10th to 15th place start, I mean, if he's going to be a contender at the end of that race, he's going to have to get, he's going to have to get rough. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. and you know, so, and then with all of the apologizing or whatever, that just, I mean, when you have somebody apologize for you and you do this and you do that, I, I was always like, you know, if you were in the wrong, it doesn't really hurt that bad to say, I'm sorry. Let's move on. Yep. I was hot-headed. Let's go. Or the other ways, like it was with me a lot of times, there wasn't no sorry shit. We just went racing and we did the best we could do, you know? So anyways, I I don't know. I don't like to continue to talk about it because here we are blowing it out more than what it was, but I just think it should have been simplified a lot and the boys should have went on about their way and went racing. And I think they would have figured it out because I think that, and again, I don't know them, but I think Jet would have, went on about his racing and unless he jacked with Jason again, they just would have continued racing the way they always have. I don't think because of now with all the probation stuff and all this, whatever, I just think the guys would have raced no differently against one another 
if they both would have treated one another with a little bit of respect, Fair, you know, yeah, and I point. think, I, I think that it went on. So, but anyways, but no, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, when you told me your, your deal and obviously I work closely with Yamaha and you told me that I was, I was jazzed. So I think it's cool, man. More, more guys on Yamaha's. You got to like it. Yeah. I, I got a shout out to Michael Rich for making that happen. And he also hooked me up with one of the e-bikes and Yamaha. I mean, they came on board with the show. First of all, that was big. And, um, I, yeah, I want to ask you some Yamaha questions here in a minute, but before, well, Scotty's got a question for you first. Yeah. It, and it was kind of what we've been talking about with the, the jet thing. Oh, um, you're just going to continue on. Way well, to go, it, Scotty. It's, That's it's all right. That's all right. It it's different. It's different. Okay. Um, do you, do you think that he has, uh, that jet has dug himself, has dug himself a hole with the fans that you think he'll be able to get out of it when, and get that fanship back? Or do you think he's, you think he's kind of, um, turned off some people that maybe he shouldn't have? No, I I think he will. I think if he gets out there and continues to do what he's capable of and just puts it behind him, I mean, it's really hard for these guys these days because there's so much information mm-hmm. on your phone and it's hard not to run across it. I mean, I I think about it all the time when you when you get a little bit of the chitter chatter about guys. I, I remember I didn't I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to read it. I didn't look at the magazines. I I didn't want to know it. I just wanted to do what I knew how to do. So I think if he can do that and he can do what he knows how to do, I think those fans will come back. If they're not smart enough to realize he's, he's not a kid, but he's obviously not a seasoned veteran. Right. So give him a little credit for making a mistake. Let it be what it is. I think he learned and, and, and move on. Yeah. And I think he will, I think he'll be fine. I mean, I think, I think, you know, the California rounds are, are tough on guys. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that he can't turn those fans around. I mean, I know in my time, <clears throat> you know, you go to Anaheim. I wasn't a favorite Anaheim. California guys were, you know, whether it was RJ or, you know, or, 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 you know, Matasevich in those areas. And I thought about a lot of like what I, when I, when you go in for intros and you kind of judge yourself of where you are when it comes to crowd response, I want them all on my side. Mm. How, how do I do, how do I do that? Does it come natural or do you something got to stop? And I just think writing, speaking your peace of mind, giving credit where credit to do. I, I think he, I think he'll be fine. I think he can turn those people around. I mean, the kid is obviously amazing. And if he just does what he knows how to do, I think he'll bring him back. Yep. Yeah. yeah a few minutes ago, we had another American hero like yourself on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the deal with, with Eli, and he kind of said the same thing about staying away from like social media. He's like, I got to stay away from it. I got to keep myself off of it so I just don't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm sure it's hard for him. I mean, when you have spare time, you click on there and you see all this BS and keyboard warrior stuff, but yeah. I think if they just keep their head clean and do what they know how to do, and and uh, it's it's definitely way different now. I mean, I think about it a lot, and I'm not completely tuned into supercross or motocross just because i do so many different things i get bits and pieces of it you know and you, you think about it it's like man this it's it's definitely not gotten any easier and and the the freaking depth of the field i mean it's like the other night i dude i i love the triple crown and i know the riders have their opinions about it but from a fan standpoint which i didn't get to watch much of the race because i was more <laughs> talking to people I actually got home and rewatched it all when I got home after being there just because you're busy and I haven't been to around and so you catch up with everybody but uh man it's freaking awesome yeah, I mean for, I love just seeing the change 
for the for the future of the sport watching the futures is a very positive thing seeing how those kids were racing and we're going to get wow. for the next 10 years probably it's going to be amazing wow oh it was i mean that to me and i didn't i knew they were on the track but i didn't get to watch it at all the features and uh and then when i got home and got to watch that race i'm like that was that was really cool i mean it was the probably the best back and forwards on the edge racing all night i know right yeah yeah you know well and i, I mean there were some other good battles but that one was really good i i told these guys earlier i was really impressed with the racecraft of those two especially cole davies who we don't know a lot about like they weren't just running it in trying to take each other out they were racing aggressively but clean um, they were it was yeah it was very very impressive um at the end of this, I want to get to some listener questions, but you sort of touched on one, so I want to bring this particular question up uh, from our forum, actually, forum members. Spoon Guy wants to know, what do you think of the quote-unquote most stacked field ever hype, uh, and what would you, what advice would you give to some of these young phenoms coming up like a Jet or Hunter or uh, Hayden Deegan? Well, I, I would say Hunter's past the point because I – Loved it when, let's just say, the new guy or the young guy or whatever, and you're coming into the premier class, hunt or jets past that. Because you look at it, there really is no pressure because mm. there's nothing expected of you yet. Everything you do is typically a gain or a positive when it comes to your results and, you know, how you, you know, how you carry yourself. Well, jets past that. He's already showed us that he can win. So now it's expected. Mm-hmm. So for him, that pressure that he's probably never had, is there. I mean, even though he went, you know, undefeated last year in the outdoors, it's expected. I mean, we, we all ask ourselves when he don't win, well, what happened to jet? That's just common. If you didn't watch anything, you know, and that was the whole story back to me years ago, when you win the first big one, when you don't win after that, well, what happened? Well, you couldn't have just had a bad day. It was what happened. Well, you had a bad day. You fell down the bike, whatever. So that pressure, but for these young guys, I mean, I think, to me, that's a much better feeling than it is almost being a veteran or a seasoned guy that's had the results because now it's expected. Yeah. And when you don't, it's looked down upon. So all these new guys, I think it's much easier um, for them. And I think it's a, it's a cool position, but once they're there, man, that pressure stacks on and everybody deals with it differently. And some guys perform well and, and some don't because we have guys that qualify well and they don't race well. Absolutely. You know, and yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of riders that are much faster than these guys that are running up front right now during the week. Oh, but when true. it comes time for racing, you know, it comes time for racing. They just can't put it together, whether it's a start or whether it's mental or whether it's the pressure or whatever. It's just forever changing. What about the most stacked hype thing? Does that offend you at all? Or do you kind of agree? Like, where do you fall when they say that? Um. No, I, I think it is. I mean, every, like everybody wants to look back, whether it was during your time or my time or whatever, you know, it was more competitive and the bikes are this and the tracks are this or whatever. I, I think it's all relative. Um, I think it definitely is stacked and I think it's good for supercross because we only got two guys that can win. To me, it, it, it loses its excitement by a long shot. And I think right now, everybody's still wondering, you know, who's going to be that dominator or or are we going to have one? So, I mean, I think we're in a position to have one of our best, most exciting season for fans in general and and for Supercross because we just know that competitiveness is there. And I like it, man. It just keeps it interesting. I mean, if some 
if one guy was dominating or we had two guys that were doing it, it, get, it doesn't take long to get boring. Now, as far <laughs> right, as that right. rider, yeah. you love it. You laugh all the way to the bank and don't <laughs> care what anybody else thinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, David Bradshaw tonight brought to you by Guts Racing. Andy Gregg sent me my new gripper seat cover. It's going on the Yamaha in the morning. This thing's the best. In the morning? In the morning, <laughs> hit up guts racing. Uh, Dave Recha also, we're going to say, brought to you by Yo- Yamaha. Do you, do you work on your own bikes? <laughs> I do, yeah. Or do, or, do you have, or do you have a factory mechanic that came with that deal? Because if you do, I'm going to need to call him and talk to him because I don't got one. Uh, I haven't gotten <laughs> to the level of getting a mechanic yet, Damon. Not yet. All right, all right. yeah, no, I don't either. I don't either, man. I, I, I work on my own stuff. So, yeah, my, my co host here, TJ, does the work that I can't do. He's He's my mechanic. <laughs> that's no, that's laughing. good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, Damon, you know, back into when you were racing and like how you thought, when you, when you looked ahead to how you thought this sport would evolve and, and what you thought Supercross would become, um, how close to the, is, uh, the state of Supercross now, how close is it or what do you feel like has happened with the, the or where, where the super, the sport is, where do you think that, the, I'm, I'm sorry, I got a little, got a little off. Yes, you did. But, uh, how, the I health, think I the know where you're the, going. Yeah, the health yeah. of the sport now, has it kind of gotten to where you thought it would be or, Thankfully, we're not live. We can just edit it all yeah, the way we no. are. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> it started off so no, strong and I butchered it. It did. It did. <laughs> no, I would have never thought it would be where it is today. I mean, you know, even during, you know, and shortly after I was finished, you're looking, going, where are these riders going to come from? You know, just looking back a little bit. And I just think that, Oh, I'll just say that the production of riders that keep rolling out of the amateur ranks is just getting greater. Now I, I think, you know, the, um, the video being able easier for people to access that, whether they, live in Europe or let's say they live in Japan or wherever these riders are all coming from, which obviously we're seeing a lot from Europe. I think during my time, it was really hard to watch what all of these riders were doing, right? We didn't have the accessibility to YouTube or to, you know, social media. And I think I, and a buddy of mine brought this up to me. I'm kind of stealing his, his story or his philosophy, but I just think that's made guys a lot better because I know during my time, right? We, we watch videos that we had, yeah. but we couldn't access other guys' stuff. So, and you find technique by watching, and you try to mix it in with yours and see if it makes you better. That's in, yeah. Um, I thought about that. You know, and obviously the the training facilities and as many coach. I mean, there was coaches during my time. There were a few, not near as many as they are now. There were a lot that thought they were, but now you've got a wide range of coaches that can give these guys give the kids or maybe, maybe they've already been in supercross a few years and all of these guys that have retired can give them a two cents and help them. So I just think it's making the whole sport better, you know, of getting help. I mean, I don't know, you know, everybody has their opinions when it comes to these camps and, you know, taking your kid and dropping it off and parents doing everything they do. I I think kids still need to be kids, Mm -hmm. but all of these options now that we have for them to be better you got to give a little credit to it, right? I just, I don't think we'd be where we are and continue to have these kids rolling out of the amateur ranks and, and coming from Europe and, you know, other countries that have just uh, produced some really good riders. Absolutely. Yeah. So talking about the older times of racing to compared to now, uh, one of our listeners on the live chat racing team USA had a question about, 
permanent numbers and changing numbers? Should the guys in the top 100 have to change their number every? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that as far as, you know, riders being able to, I guess you'd say, brand themselves? Um, I think sticking with a number makes it easier for fans. I really do. And people to relate. I mean, obviously they change gear or whatnot, but I think having a number that you stick to with the brand, I, I personally think is good. Now, maybe, maybe if the guy wants to ride with a number one plate, I don't know. I, I almost thought about that, you know, back in the day, which I didn't get a chance cause I only rode the 125 class one year. And that would have been the only time I would have had the option to ride with the number one. I don't know that I really wanted to, you know, I, right. I would have just felt better to keep at the time would have been number 45 and keep that on my plate. And, and that's me for my career. You know, I mean, yeah, you look, okay, well this year you were eight and that year you were four or whatever. I don't know. I think they should, I think they should stick to the number and it's a little bit easier to brand them and for people to keep up with them. Yeah. I kind of like that too. Yeah. I, I, I like I, the branding. I, I wish Chase had stayed 23. I think that, especially if guys want to be a three digit number and stay a three digit and all that, <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool. Their mechanic may not appreciate it because that's a lot to cram on a number plate. But, <laughs> but it's just graphics nowadays. You, you remember they, they they print them all as one nowadays. Yeah, not, not like y'all back in the day with duct tape. And and they're a little harder to <laughs> a little harder to, to read. But but maybe that's what they do. Maybe. But then again, it's like you know some of the writers that have made a three digit number pretty prominent. Yeah, you know, Charles, and, and maybe Charles they're maybe they're yeah maybe, maybe they're happy with it. So I, I agree. I mean, if it's something you can stick with and the AMA can make it work for their deal, yeah. let, the, let the guys stick. Hey, Damon, one of our listeners wanted to know that if you had heard of that dark ditched his YZ250. Oh, he probably didn't know I had one. Uh, well, I'm just, I'm just giving uh, the people what they I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Matt, I, his I, ponytail I, bike. Yeah. Mathis and Kiefer bought me a YZ250 when I, to cut my hair. That's how I got, so I, I remember, I remember the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I really never wrote it. Um, I was always riding the four strokes cause I don't have that much talent as you've noticed. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I had a guy offer me money. I couldn't pass up for the bike. So I sold it. Yeah. And people are giving me crap about it, but I, I look at it as they all have their place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. each bike, whether it's, whether it's a YZ250 or it's a 250X or if it's a 450, it's hard to have just one. <laughs> well, that is true. The electric I mean, bike. I mean yeah. right. You gotta you gotta have multiple so you can go so you can go ride every different discipline. I mean, it's like I go back from a 250x to a WR450. You know, I mm-hmm. like horsepower. The bike I can ride it in the desert. Yeah, you can ride a two stroke in the desert, but the four stroke's a little easier to ride down there. Well, then when I go up north and I ride tight, you know, nasty rocky stuff. Well. A 250X is like riding a, a mountain bike compared to a 450. So it's like, where is that happy medium? And then it goes back. You just can't have one. Exactly. Are you, are you, <laughs> even, are you even riding moto much at all anymore? Or is it just mainly off-road stuff? No, I still I still do adventure, you know, off-road and still moto. And I, I do enough moto that it's fun. I mean, if that's all I got to do that risk is just, you know, it just keeps raising it up there. So I, I enjoy it. Um, I do like the off road. So for me, uh, getting to ride all three or all different four types of discipline, I, I can't complain. I enjoy it. Yeah. We, we saw a 40 year old qualify for a supercross this weekend with Lenita. I thought I caught, I thought I caught that. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't get points because of the new system, but yeah, we're going to leave that point. alone. <laughs> but how about this year you qualify for an outdoor national and then set the record? 
You know, it's it's definitely crossed my mind, but it's like one of those it's like one of those things. So, I get paid to ride my motorcycle, yeah, and go and have fun, and go and have fun, and it makes my world go around. So, in order to just go to the grindstone and train your ever loving ass off for whatever, let's I don't know six months. I mean, obviously, I ride and I'm, I stay in decent shape, but to go to that, you know, realistically, how long does it take a guy to get into shape to where he can go and run that type of time. I would need a hell of a lot of motivation in order, meaning, okay, you're going to have to completely stop what you're doing and just go to, and it just didn't, it didn't make sense. I mean, it's like Loretta Lynn's. I don't know how many times, you know, I talk to people, man, why don't you come back and, you know, ride Loretta's? Well, I'm not satisfied with being there half ass. So I know how much time it, or I feel like I do, how much time it would take to get in shape, to be able to go there and race with Brownie and Emming and the rest of the guys. It's a, it's a lot of work, man. Yeah. I, I, I was 30, 32 events last year. Oh, wow. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and each one of those range from three to eight days, nine days. So let's just call it a five day average. That's a lot of days on the road. So when am I going to fit in? <laughs> so that's the thing I run up against. I, I guess if I only had that to do, you know, to train and get ready to go do, you know, whatever certain events, then maybe I could turn that into a game. But honestly, I don't, I don't have time, you know, <laughs> and I, and I've thought, and I've thought about it and it would be fun because it's like one of those goals. All right, let's get ready. Loretta's is 20 plus two laps, train your butt off and go there and try to have fun and race with those guys and, and make it interesting. But I have to deal with a brownie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and it would be fun. I mean, we've raced against one another a lot over the years and, uh, yeah, it'd be cool, but it's just not, I, I couldn't give it a hundred percent effort cause I got too much other stuff going on. So Damon, let's close this thing out with, uh, we got some vital MX forum questions. We got three of them. Um, Zaphod Beeblebrox. That's uh, one of our listeners, actually. Where did you ride growing up? I'm from your hometown, but much younger and have been curious. So what were some of the tracks locally that you raced at? Um, so I would actually ride um, out behind Al Lane's shop back in the day. I would ride there some. Um, I had uh, a friend that had a track in Concord at Mike Andrews. I would spend some time there. There was some times where I would go down to the old track that was at Club MX, which was Sandhills. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sometimes yeah. I would, yeah, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I would make it up to like Sugar Tree occasionally, not, not much, but, and obviously I had to spend a lot of time, um, you know, in California, but I typically didn't go to organized water practices because they weren't available. And my theory was if I went and rode dusty, nasty, just, you know, and, and not that the, all of those tracks were that way all the time, but it might be after a weekend race and it dried up and it was ruddy and, and nasty. When I got to the race on the weekends, I really looked forward to riding that, that bitch and track. So yeah, a lot of the yeah. practice tracks I spent a lot of time on, they were not prepped. Okay. <laughs> so spit in a bucket. Yeah. Spit in a Bucket asked, uh, said to ask you about the air-cooled WR490. I saw him in the 90s at Millville, and you could hear it pinging as he threw it into the landing of the uh, Camelback wide fucking open. He looked pissed. <laughs> um, it was definitely, 
Well, I told the story several times. Yeah, I'm I glad I the opportunity arose to ride that bike <laughs> because it only happened one year. Yep. And I've gotten to talk about it a lot and, you know, and tell the story. So, yeah, it was a hell of an experience. I mean, we know everybody, it's not a secret that it wasn't the best bike at the time. I mean, the, the KX500 was probably the best in that time. The Honda, I would say, was there. But the cool thing was, was what I was riding. And I liked that. That, that motivated me to know. And there was times where I had the best bike and there was times where I didn't, but I used that as motivation. You know, for me, I'm like, I know I'm a little bit of a deficit here, but let's see how good I can make it. So that was the way I would relieve some of the pressure, you know, off of me. And like that year, I had never ridden a 500. So there really wasn't a ton of pressure to go in and just completely perform and probably even do as well as I did. So to me, that was like a relaxed last ever how many rounds we had to to go racing um and the guys made the bike as good as they possibly could make underneath the you know the production rule thing but it's funny to ask that question because i know uh uh villapoto just sent me some photos of him doing some stuff on <laughs> a bike a bike similar to that and uh you know he he was talking about oh, i'm kind of thinking i want to try to give me one well every time he rides an old bike he wants he, he wants one you know yeah yeah and uh but yeah, but it's cool, you know, add to the collection, but, but no, I mean, the the thing was, the thing was very fast, um, suspension and geometry, probably not, not the best, but the good thing about it was, is it would slow down in that moto as you would slow down. So it was just, uh, it worked out really good. Awesome. Uh, okay. Yeah. That, yeah. You're lucky that it did, but that's a cool experience. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I wrote this down. Spark a longer asks uh, about you jumping the pond at Gary Bailey's. How far was it? And did you do it more than once? Uh, so I thought, so he, he, they must be talking about the, they're talking about the big, big jump. I think it was on a uh, pros practice and play, I think, because I have jumped a couple of ponds, but that big jump that I think they're talking about, I did it twice because the first time I did it, there was, there was no cameras. I just did it. And then they're like, Oh, we didn't get that on camera. You got to do it again. I'm like, I do not want to, I do not want to do that again. And the first time I did it, it was super cold out and the fenders, I don't know if, I don't know if both of them, but one of them, I think completely snapped off the bike cause it was super cold. So the plastic cold. So I landed so hard. It, it freaking broke the fenders off. The second time that was on video was a nasty, but it wasn't super cold that day. So yeah, I did that one twice. And, uh, you know, then it was big. Now it's just a, a mere triple jump. <laughs> right, right. It's just the times have changed. Um, yeah. What's what's next for you with Yamaha? Will you be at the off-road intro in South Carolina? Uh, what do you got going? Oh, yeah. I I don't even know how many. Lot, lots of Yamaha events this year. Lots of uh, adventure events. Um, I'm actually doing the Nitro Cross uh, in Vegas in a Yamaha YXZ which is really cool because I like the four-wheel racing. I have probably six or eight uh, trophy truck races with everything that's in Baja, a couple of that's in the U.S. Um, so, yeah, just running from one end of the country to the other. Like, I'll go to Phoenix Supercross. I think I'll be at Nashville. Uh, I'll be at Denver. And then everything in between there with probably, I don't know, I'm gonna, I think probably four or five uh, adventure events. So Nice. Lot, lots of different stuff. And then kind of towards the tail end of – the year um it's probably more of my moto events okay that i do yeah your wife so, angela told me like i need to get involved with one of those adventure rides with you one of these days and i would love to do that i gotta figure out how to make that happen 
It's a hoot, man. I really enjoy it. I, I make the comment all the time that if, if I was in a position that I could only have one motorcycle, it'd be really hard not to have the T7 just because you can do a little bit of everything pretty damn good on it. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I, I like going out and, and covering some ground and, you know, especially out where I live. And so I don't know, but like I said, man, you just can't have, uh, you can't have one motorcycle. And I like whole that, that whole, uh, adventure thing is kind of doing a thing. I feel like Harley did, right. There was, you had to be old and fat to ride one. Now that's all, that's, that's, that's all changed. Yeah. You know, now the younger generation is thinking these adventure bikes are pretty cool because you can go do some really cool stuff on them. You want to go camping, go camping on it. If you want to go ride some single track, well, you can do that too. So, but, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy riding it all. And thankfully I get to do a little bit of all of it. Love it. Damon, thanks for having some time for us as you always do. Great seeing you this weekend and I'll see you in Glendale. Yeah, man. Sounds good. Thank you guys. All right, take care. See you. Hey, bye. Damon Bradshaw brought to you by Guts Racing. Damon's always a great guest. Before your time a little bit, Scotty, do you know what did you like? He was like his. his I was uh, I was a wee little lad when he was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. I was probably what? What was his last year? Ninety. Well, he came back and did. Yeah, like, he came back early two thousands for a little bit, but um. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I was four through two or three yeah. or four so probably didn't really know just a bad a dude though but when i go back so i'm i'm big on going back and watching uh a lot of old races mm-hmm. and and watching his storyline it was yeah it was yeah. it was interesting i liked seeing we seeing love we love damon sport. we love damon bradshaw he's great our next guest of the night is on the phone tonight he's going to be brought to you by fxr which is designed by racers for racers with industry leading fit finish and performance progression is the name of the game with every new piece created at FXR, we push our brand to the next level to provide you with the best products possible used by the Muckoff FXR Club MX Yamaha team, Mike Brown, Brock Tickle, Chris Kiefer, Benny Bloss, our next guest, and many more. FXR has core motor roots, so visit FXRRacing.com or go to your local dealership and see the complete 24 line, including the Helium and Revo. Tonight, FXR brings us the king of the hammers, king of the motos, one of the greatest off-road riders to ever live, and he's still youngin', Cody Webb. What's up, Cody? Hey, how you guys doing? Pretty doing good. To be on here tonight. Yeah, man, really, nice. really uh, appreciate having you on. Um, I have dipped my toe in the off-road world a little bit with GNCC in the last couple of years and starting to learn about it. Uh, I really suck at it, which you saw Kiefer's videos. But uh, <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying getting to know the off-road guys. And, uh, yeah, it's just really, really appreciate you coming on because you are inc- insanely talented when I watch your videos. It just blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, off-road is obviously a completely different community <laughs> compared to moto and supercross. And then even within off-road, you have so many different realms. Like, you got GNCC on the East Coast. You got Heron Hounds on the West Coast. GPs, works racing. And then you got, like, the stuff I do, like the world of hard enduro. And enduro cross is kind of its own little weird spectacle. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, a lot, yeah. there's a lot of options out there. Yeah, I was going through some of your history, and um, correct me if I'm wrong with these, three AMA Super Enduro titles, FIM uh, Super Enduro title, six-time X Games medalist, six-time Tennessee knockout. That's a gnarly one from everything I've heard. Um, And the first and only American to podium, Erzberg? Yep, and then now six King of Motos. Yeah, that's 
that I, you know, I was out there at Kiefer's this last month while that was going on. Actually, uh, uh, my this chick I've been seeing, Amber, she was at, she went out there and was telling me how insane it was. I haven't been able to go and watch one of these, but she told me I need to come next year. So I, I, I watched some of the videos and I don't understand how you guys do that. But King of the Hammers, King of the Motos is the two wheel side of it. Just unreal the stuff you have to ride through. Yeah, I mean that place is crazy. I mean they got King of Hammers. I think it's they started in like '07 or something like that, and it was just a couple rednecks okay. building out these jeeps. Yeah, and like they like made their own little competition, and now I think they have like sixty thousand plus spectators on site during that week, and everything's fully live streamed, and it's like a full on mini city. It's basically Burning Man for <laughs> gearheads, and yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, but it's really you know for the King of Moto side of things, we're kind of the the sideshow freaks that everyone respects, but they don't know how we do it. So we kick off the whole King of Hammers week, or I guess it's more than a week now. But yeah, we're the first ones to go out. So they basically do a trial run on all their TV stuff and whatnot for us. So it's uh, you know it's cool to be part of it, and it kind of started with you know Jimmy Lewis was you know he was kind of one of the dudes back in the day in the states for like rally and dakar and stuff like that i think he podium dakar before so i know like ricky brabeck and a lot of those guys have done training with him but he did the first king of motos and no one knew what the hell they were doing back then but now just in such a short time span like hardened girls kind of become so specialized it's like you have no chance unless you actually are prepping for this kind of stuff yeah i could see that by just what i was watching and you just mentioned six times you've won it right but there was another rider that's had a streak from what I saw and you broke that streak. How long was, I don't remember the guy's name. I apologize, but what, um, what was the streak? Well, no, I, I think I, I had five. I wasn't like five straight. Oh no. Tristan Hart. Yes. He's the, uh, yeah. So he's won King of Motos twice now. Okay. But it wasn't that. It was just the fact that he's beat me like something stupid, like 16 straight times. Oh, in Harden events in general. Yeah, okay. yeah. So okay. like, so it was just for the streak for our like AMA US Harden Duro series. Okay. Yeah, he he's won like the last sixteen straight. So every like the target's big on his back right now. I so got it was you. Good like, to take it back from when I watch your Instagram videos and stuff. I don't understand how anybody could beat you. Like the things you do on a bike with your trials background, just. <laughs> there's so much skill that uh, just in general Harden Duro riders have. It it's. Yeah, it's just unreal. Yeah, I mean, injuries have kind of plagued everyone here and there, unfortunately. So I've had a couple of those. Uh, I had like the same dislocation that Nicoletti had, whatever, like a year and a half mm, ago, yeah, yeah. a year ago, whatever that was. That was pretty terrible. And I feel his pain because I'm sure he's still dealing with it. But it's slowly getting there. And then plus I'm... 35 now so like i wouldn't even be racing supercross or motocross anymore at that age but off-road riders don't get paid enough so i'm still <laughs> out here making it happen yeah we've go ahead TJ. well no we have uh, i have a question but i have a question from a listener first sporting wood wants to know <laughs> do you have to have a custom seat to fit your giant balls on the bike <laughs> it's got a pocket hit no i <laughs> I do not have a pocket cut out, but I do have, I do run a little bit taller seat. Yeah, okay, so. there you go. So the, my question is, me and some buddies, we like to go trail riding and play riding. That's fun. But what y'all do on the dirt bike, like we, we saw the meltdown of Jamie 
uh, riding with Kiefer. We saw that kind of. Nobody it, saw that. It doesn't look fun yeah, what y'all do. Like, that. like, like, it like trail riding's fun. That is not. How do you keep doing that? <laughs> I don't. It, it's like it's all relative, right? Like I grew up riding trials bikes, so my whole thing for the first. I didn't even have a dirt bike till I was 19 years old. I just rode trials my whole life. So, like, relatively speaking, when I get on a trail, I it's just like a transfer section for me. Like, I just, I'm not using any energy. I'm just like, it doesn't excite me, you know? So it takes a little bit extra to get me going. But it is pretty funny. Like, if I go trail riding with just regular buddies that don't ride, Hardenduro stuff. They're like, oh, was that like your, you know, your typical training day for your Hardenduro stuff? And I was like, that's just how I get from A to B. Like that wasn't even. <laughs> that wasn't training. He, he's, yeah. the, he's the guy that likes the girl in the leather to beat him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he, he, yeah. he likes the abuse. He doesn't even need a safe word. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, chubby checkers. Chubby checkers. Yeah, chubby checkers. I don't need to use that. Yeah. yeah well, I didn't either. I should have if I'd remembered. Um, oh, did you have one, Scotty? Oh yeah, I can go. Um, okay. Uh, the so I've I've always I've never really gotten watched a whole lot of just actual trial stuff. It, it's in itself, but I have seen some clips, and you know it's it's really kind of its own world. Like it, I know it's a two wheeled sport, and it's technically you know it's I guess you would group it with enduro motocross and stuff. But uh, man, like just kind of tell us a lot of us that are moto based guys how that world of, of trials is with, you know, with the spotter and the different obstacles that you have to do. Like, like what, uh, what did you like about it and what do you translate to what you do in the hard enduro world? Yeah. I mean, with trials, it's so crazy. Like it needs, everyone respects it, but until they try it, they don't actually understand how hard it is. And like I won a national championship in 2010 here in the States. And then I've done some world stuff when I was younger growing up. Um, but like I watched the videos of like Tony Bo, who's been the top guy now for quite some time. And even then I'm like, I was pretty good at trials and I don't even, I can't even fathom how he does those things. So the amount of technical control and finesse and timing is like, there's no way you can ever match it on any sort of, like any type of riding you're doing, like even with the hardened row stuff, I can't, yeah, can't match it even if I try. So the good thing is though, when I started racing enduro bikes and off road, all those skills except aggression cross directly over. So the thing I do like about trials, it's, it's a little bit like golf where it's, you're your own worst enemy. Like it, it's not like a motocross race where if you get a bad start, you got other guys you got to deal with. Like it's basically you versus the terrain. So I feel like mentally it's a very difficult sport because you have to regroup quickly and you're not thinking about any, anyone else out there. It's just you mm-hmm. versus racing the dirt bike side of things. But you know, it, it just, for me, I, when I tell, explain people about trials, it, it puts your mind like in a direct correlation and connection to the rear tire. Like, you know, exactly where your rear tire is all the time. You know exactly what your rear tire is doing. And the timing you have with the clutch and throttle is there's no way you can match it on any form of dirt bike riding besides that. Yeah. You know, talking about the trials and stuff, it made me unlock a, a heart, a, a core memory from the, like when I was a kid in the nineties and uh, they did like this, it was this guy, he did like an exhibition thing where he was, 
you know, it was like it was in my local town, and he was I guess he probably traveled and did a bunch of them where he had to trial his bike, and he had like a little trailer that he brought up, and he would he would hop onto the, the back, unfolding ramp and stuff. Yeah, yeah, hop on the back, and like he'd get he'd line like four kids out and bunny hop over them and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Is it like as I mean, I guess it was a different time then, but well, I still you, do that. Yeah, have you ever have you ever done anything like that? Yeah, I've done some shows uh, here and there, like similar to what you're saying, like a little fairgrounds type thing, yeah. and then. Uh, they've linked some of the trial stuff with like the freestyle motocross stuff back in the day. So when they had like the FMX series, I did like some halftime show stuff in some of them. And I was like a 19, 18, 19 year old kid, you know, driving to like Tacoma, Washington. And here I am like hanging out with all the freestyle dudes. And obviously the freestyle mentality has, it's changed a lot from the old school freestyle mentality. So I'm like a 19 year old kid and these guys are all like partying and I'm just yeah. this little sober nerdy right, right. trial kid <laughs> hopping around in tights. <laughs> so d- those guys that do those exhibitions, we'll call it that. And those shows like they do insane things. Are, are those like some of the top guys in trials? Or are those just random trials dudes the, the, that, the, that the washed up that, guys that blow our mind doing those things? <laughs> Normally, they're pretty good guys doing it. Like Jeff Aaron was a ten-time uh, national trials champ, and he, you know, he's raced Erzberg. He used to race enduro cross, and he did shows. I mean, that was basically where he made all his money. Like, obviously, he made money riding trials, but he was one. Actually, I think he was one of the first Red Bull athletes in the states, and he had like a gig to just go around and do all these random shows. So he was probably getting paid way more than any other trials rider ever got. Cause he was doing the show. Uh, I want to step back to King of the motos for just a minute. Um, I was watching like, like a couple of the videos and there's like a media guy following you or following all the riders. I don't know how that works. I didn't even understand how he was keeping up with everybody. Explain to me how that works. Cause just watching these videos, I couldn't, I just couldn't really figure out how he's keeping up. Yeah, well, that's because it's uh, it's our version of Aaron Plessinger. His name's Cowboy Max Gerson. Okay, and he he still races professionally in in enduro cross, but he worked out a gig to where he can be the media guy. So he honestly has the best gig because he doesn't have to race, and he just gets to hop in for short bits and talk about us battling. So it's a pretty good gig for him. But yeah, no, he's a really good rider, and the funny like we'll post a bit or like our series will post something and it's most people are not impressed with the people riding and they, they're impressed with the guy that's keeping up with us and talking. <laughs> yeah. their going on. Well, yeah, I kept, I, he had access to everybody's GoPro. So I kind of figured it was something that they, yeah, I guess he just kind of jumps from section to section. Yeah. So yeah. with King of Motos, it's different than every other race we got. It's all GPS with mm-hmm. very minimal marking. So they all have markers kind of like, hidden but like you have to do some navigating but it's just like a reassurance thing so there's not much marking at all compared to all of our other races so the uh, the media guys is a crew of like three of them that kind of help out they're part of the series and then they do like media stuff for it so they go out and pre-plan everything ahead of time and kind of guess how long it'll take us to get through sections so they'll follow a section and then skip ahead Okay. You know, 20 minutes for me to hit another one. Okay. A- a- along with the navigation at King of Motos, there are clearly, and this may be this, the case probably in all hard enduro, but there's some pit strategies. And you, at one point, chose to not fuel and kind of, I-, I-, I guess, risked it a little bit, which helped give you the win, gave you a pretty big lead, I think over a minute. Um, 
were, was that a very confident strategy that you knew you were going to make it or was it kind of like, oh, we're going to see how this goes? Yeah, I knew I was going to make it because we did it the day before. Like roughly I always tell myself, like I can normally get 32 miles, but it also depends on how gnarly terrain is. Cause obviously you're idling more, but I'm pretty efficient for the most part. Mm-hmm. And the day before we qualified and we did two laps, it was 27 miles and it was a fast, like faster pace race. So harder on the gas, but not as much time spent on course. And I still had quite a bit left in the tank. So I felt pretty confident about it. And then I also run, I, cause I'm running the, the Sherco motorcycles. It's a 302 stroke and they come stock with key and carbs. They don't have like the throttle body stuff, oh, yeah, but yeah. I run a, it's an aftermarket carb called smart carb. And it's basically like a jetless yeah. Yeah, we know carb system. So, yeah. So they, they're definitely more efficient. And then you're not like, you know, people are crashing and they're losing their fuel. Like, you know, a traditional carb when you fall, everything's coming out the float where yeah, this is, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it does it, but you know, the smart guys there figured it out and they don't lose fuel. Nice. So you, you said that there's the minimal markings. Does that mean y'all yeah. kind of picking your own way? Yeah. Those first, honestly, that's what I needed to get ahead of those guys for the last lap. Like not pitting was basically my strategy. So we, they wouldn't pace off me. So I basically just did the most ridiculous sprint to get away from them for the last lap. So the first two laps was a high pace to make sure no one else was catching us, but none of us were really trying to battle each other because we knew there was navigation involved and we were, you know, you're working together, but still competition essentially. Okay. Y'all, y'all should just pick. And I think, I think the same exact thing. I know. Just go around all that. I think, all those heels, just go around them. Just wide open. Just go around the, them. There is a rule of 25 feet, yeah, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, watching that video, the, the set, all the rocks, clearly, from my videos, I'm not any good at, but the crevice that you put yourself in, I, I don't know if there's more than one, but there was, I had heard about it, and I saw it in the video, like, they didn't look like there was room for a bike to fit, and you guys just drop off in this thing again. I guess that just comes with experience, but from somebody that hasn't done it, once again, mind blowing. Oh yeah, I think I know what thing you're talking about. That I think it was called the crack, and you can't even unless you're directly on the GPS. It's so narrow you won't even see it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it. Got to be. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty narrow. It's I mean, it's cool. Like I like. <laughs> I like going to that kind of stuff. I don't know something's wrong with me. Well, if you guys are listening to this and don't haven't checked this stuff out, just. Go to the uh, King of Hammers website. There's videos. Uh, it's unreal. Um, uh, so this is. Oh, I, got, I got one about yeah. that real quick. Uh, hey, wh- what was the the first time that you did Erzberg and had to hit Carl's <laughs> Diner? What did, what was your uh, like thoughts of it, and how did you do? And like how and you know on TV it doesn't really do it justice, but how insane is that section in reality? Yeah, Carl's Diner is terrible. I mean, <laughs> the first time I. The first time I went there and walked it, like I was a trials guy and I was all excited and I walked it and I'm like, Oh, this is, this is sweet. Like I, I got this, like, you know, you're getting all confident. You're going to choose these lines out and then you get there, but you, you forget that you're uh, completely exhausted by the time you even get to that point. So everything oh, yeah. you had in your mind, it, uh, didn't pan out. So it's just, you just got to keep trucking. It is, it's pretty bad, but this year, uh, I went to Erzberg. I got 10th. I was content with it, but definitely not that happy. But, you know, 10th is 
Tenth is pretty good when I think seventeen people finish out of fifteen hundred yeah. or something yeah, I was like about that. To say tenth is what? unreal. So, <laughs> yeah, almost I'll, nobody I'll, finishes. I'll, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll accept it. But uh, I was pretty proud because like Graham Jarvis is pretty much like the goat or the hero or whatever of Hardinger of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like forty eight and still ridiculously good. And he was a really good trials guy, so it makes sense. But I. I held him behind me the whole first section of Carl's Dyer this year. And then halfway through the next one, I let him by and I followed him through the rest. And that was like my most proud moment was staying with Graham Jarvis through the rock garden in Carl's diner. He's, he still does that. Yeah. He's still like, how, how old is Graham? Yeah, oh, God I, dang it. I can't ask the age <laughs> questions. Cody, I'm not supposed to know. ask how old people are. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more questions for you, Cody. Uh, I, I noticed on your Instagram that you guys just announced CW2 training. Uh, this is, I guess, a new endeavor for you. Talk a little bit, little bit about CW2 training and whether you feel like you could help me get any better. <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's definitely some stuff right off the bat we can work on. But... Okay. <laughs> like how to ride a dirt bike? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I'm really excited about the training platform I'm launching. It's uh, basically taking everything from my years of knowledge from, you know, racing, trials, just everything put together. And it's just for generic off-road riding, but kind of specializes more in the hardened girl realm just because that's my bread and butter and what I've been able to make a living off of mm-hmm. and honestly what I enjoy doing most. So my whole goal with the platform is to make everything that I focus on, what I think is important, putting it all, categorizing it all, putting it out there for just the general user and the end goals for just them to get more confidence on the bike, know what they're capable of, maybe see terrain in a whole new way and obviously just be more efficient on the motorcycle. So you know, I have everything from, you know, just downhill techniques, uphill techniques, tricks with the Hardendra things, generic bike setup. So it's it's not like a, a – I feel like with the moto-type world with training, it's like, oh, here's uh, – like they give you a protocol for the week. Here's your workouts to do today. Mm-hmm. And today you're going to ride the bike. Today you're going to do your motos. We're going to do sprints instead of longer motos. Like it's not like that. It's basically just very technique and skill set based. And I've organized it all in order to basically build a base foundation and build from there as the techniques get more and more difficult. But it's, it's a do at your own pace. Here it is for you guys. And, um, with that, people have the opportunity to upload videos and submit videos of themselves trying something. And I'm going to give like direct feedback on what they could do better. And then like monthly zoom calls and, stuff like that. So I'm trying to be as available as most I can. And like, I do enjoy doing riding schools, but I'm a dad with two kids and a family and I'm still trying to be a racer. And like, I can't go everywhere and try and do these schools for people. So I feel like this was the best, most cost efficient way where people can basically have all my knowledge. What I basically teach to you at a school, have it at your leisure whenever you want and take advantage of it. All right, Cody Webb tonight brought to you by FXR. It's CW2Training.com. I think at least as of now, I have the goggle toss into the fans done. 
Nobody's nobody's <laughs> beating me at the goggle toss. Um, that was that you had a great arc on that goggle toss. <laughs> Thank you. The worst part was the uh, walk of shame having to go yeah, find that's them. That's not when you want to oh, throw it at the think most. About that. Yeah, Chris was like, just leave them. I was like, no, man. Those are my only like those are my WUSA X brands. I only have one pair. <laughs> so Aiden and I were trenching down the hill looking for them. But yeah, we got them. Uh, Scotty, we got two more for you. Scotty, go ahead. Yeah, you know, talking about your training and stuff, when you see people come from other moto disciplines, you know, uh, GNCC or moto, or and they do something like a rock garden or a tire or, or, you know, go over a concrete wall or whatever it is you guys are doing, like, what is what is one of the most, like, just common uh, amateur mistakes that you see people do? I think there's – they just don't see the lines the same as someone coming from a trials, see hard and background where – I feel like Ryan Sipes always is like, when in doubt, throttle out. Like, the faster you go, it'll buff out. Yeah. And whenever I ride with like a moto y type guy, and like, I'm not taking anything crazy ridiculous, but like, their thought process is if I like, if I hit it faster and harder, I'll get through it quicker. And that's, yeah. yeah. And that's honestly, that's, uh, that's not really your best (laughs) method. So I feel like that's the biggest thing is they see the line a little bit differently and they, they take the aggression from the moto mentality and they just think hammering through it is the way to go. But honestly, like picking apart, trying to be smart and efficient and timing your throttle and this and that is, is better in the long run. Yeah. All right. Sense. I, I lied. I got two more cause I forgot, uh, Kiefer had a, well, we were sitting there on Chris's couch watching San Francisco, the mud bath that it was. And he swore, he said, if Cody Webb was there, he'd win this thing hands down. No problem. I want to know where you think he would finish at San Francisco Supercross as muddy and sloppy as it was. Yeah, this gets brought up every year I know. and I don't I don't think I'd win, I'll be honest. I it would be my best chance ever. I I could see myself in the main event for mm-hmm. sure, but I mean those guys are still really good. Like and I know they're not training in mud motos, but Neither of my relics. It's not that much fun, but I do enjoy riding in the rain and mud. And I, I'd say I do. I do just. I'd hold my own, but I'm not. I don't think I'm going to win. I'm not claiming it. All right, let's close with this. Uh, King of the motos was round one of the AMA Hard Enduro Series. So yep. po- points leader. What are your thought? What are your expectations for the rest of the season? Um, you know, what do you? Where do you feel your chances lie? Can you win the thing? I mean. I'm feeling really good right now. Like the risk is getting better. And I, you know, I sat down and did my new year's resolution goals as corny as it sounds. And I was like, I was like, I'm winning all the races. My wife was like, let's, let's be realistic. You haven't won beat him in like whatever it was, 16 races. And it kind of hurt me a little bit. (laughs) You can count on your wife to be truthful. That's great. Yeah. So I'm going on the, I'm splitting the wins and hopefully patient enough and, and, and I get the upper hand and win the championship. That's All the right. goal. Well, we're going to be following along, man. Thank you so much for coming on here um, you, you la- and laughing at me on the Instagram post that Chris made. That's, that's just made my day that Cody Webb made. Yeah, I think I, I might have shared. I don't know if I shared it or not, but, like, it was too good. Like, yeah. the whole chubby checker thing, and it was – I was like, oh, what's going on here? And then it just kept getting better and better. Yeah, like, I on the way back, I was like, you're not sharing that video. And he's like, please, come on, man. And then he showed it to me, and I was cracking up. And I was like, yeah, you got to. Go ahead. <laughs> it's yeah. it like, let the man sit. Yeah. Let the man sit. <laughs> just, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well, I'll be uh, I'll be logging on to cw2training.com. I, I just sent my email and subscribed. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. So I'm in not this. okay. To add to it, I'm not done yet. I've just I've been filming a bunch of it in between getting ready for the next race and after the first race. So I got the editor going through it all right now, and we're looking at sometime right after the beginning of March, I think, for the uh, initial soft launch. So I got early bird special with all the emails going in. You're on the early bird list now. It's it's, it's going to happen. Love it. I'm going to, I'm going to fill it, sign up tonight. Also, uh, I definitely need some technique training, but again, good luck on the, uh, hard enduro series. We'd love to get you on, you know, maybe midway through and see how things are going and talk to you again. Yeah. Hopefully it's going as I hope. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. All right, Cody. Thanks buddy. Yep. Cody Webb brought to you by FXR. That was fun. Dude. I I love the off-road guys. I had so much fun like riding in the heels and yeah. riding, and then I, I love riding. I know it's not the same thing as what they do, but riding the trails and the pit bikes and just being off-road. There's so many skills. Maybe I could pick up something. I don't know. So I, I bet we could. I mean, I'd like to I want to go ride with him. Yeah, I just want to see what his course is and what it offers and Right. I do feel like the trials guys Scotty's out. He didn't even do our local hard enduro. Typically they're they're really tall. That wasn't even a hard enduro. It's kind mean, of an easy I, enduro. I finished it, but I mean yeah, I, I think longer legs about. would absolutely help, but I don't. I don't know enough of them to say that for sure. They all have long legs, but I oh, would think I see what help. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I've always, um, I've always seen think that the, thought that those guys like. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm out on that that stuff. Um, so I thought of something. I actually have my notes here, and I totally forgot when we were doing the history of the Moto Xbox show. Something that I did comment that we kind of messed up on was if you go back and look at the descriptions of the shows or the titles, like you were all over the place. Sometimes you put who was on the show. Sometimes you didn't. <laughs> sometimes you put descriptions of what the show talked about. Sometimes you put nothing. You clearly misspelled things sometimes. Like never that, that would be one thing I would have liked to have done better. Yeah. So yeah, I just realized the other not day, even him do better. It was you. you it was suck. him, but like as a whole. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> like our old shows are still up. And Some of them are. They're like the first, I think it starts at like episode five. Yeah, but I'm saying our old shows were still up, and I'm still paying for the the server cost. The server cost. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fifteen bucks a month. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we are two hours and thirty minutes in. Yeah, it's a pretty long show for us. We're gonna finish out with our segments. Just so you guys listening, the guys have been here a while. We're gonna start. We're gonna adjust our format. Obviously, um, also in the future, maybe you guys like that. So normally we would go. 30-minute intro, guest, 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 segments. We're going to start putting a little bit of time in between the guests, do some segments in between so the sponsor reads aren't all so crammed together and you know maybe maybe break it up a little bit. So uh, It's been pointed out in the in the live chat that you actually haven't ruined a, a, or screwed up a read yet. Nice. No pressure. Okay. Well, we only have five more to go because we do have Ooh, another yeah. new sponsor to announce. I'm going to... Um, Oh, you know what? We have six more to go because I didn't even write the new one down because we don't have a segment for it. I just found out we're doing it tonight. So Stay tuned. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> very good chance that um, this is going to go bad, especially now that he brought it up. Good All job, right. TJ. That's why that was I mean, plan. I'm proud of you because <laughs> it's it's much more entertaining when I screw it up. Yeah, I understand that. Absolutely. Maybe. 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 I screw up on purpose. Whatever. No, 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 you no, don't. No, you won't. You don't. That's not well, a fact. fuck you too. <laughs> X-Brand. Okay. Is your choice for clear vision and a leader in motocross and off-road goggles. X-Brand is used by many of the top GNCC riders, including the 2023 XC1 champion Craig DeLong, the 2023 National Hare and Hound XC1 champion Dalton Shuri, 2023 AMA National Enduro champion Grant Baylor, Lyndon Snodgrass, as well as motocross, supercross, and arena cross riders like Kyle Chisholm, Freddie Noren, Henry Miller, Michael Hicks, Richard Taylor, Jerry Robin, 
and more. Visit eksbrand.com or go to your local dealership. Ask for X Brand distributed through WPS. And don't forget. Ooh. What? Oh, nothing. Okay, Sorry. cool. Hunter Lawrence, Alpine Star Goggles, X Brand. I need some lenses. Do you? Yeah. I could probably sell you some. Awesome. Or buy a t-shirt and maybe you get a lens free. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Tonight, X Brand Forum Check-In. The forum topic that I pulled was the two title 250 East Stacked Lineup, posted by at MX Culture. So I just want to get your guys' thoughts. We're not going to go too deep into this, but... Deegs. Huh? Deegan. Okay. All, all that matters. Jeremy Martin, Tom Vial, Julie Swole, Max Ancy, Hayden Deegan, Pierce Brown, Seth Hammaker... Cameron McAdoo, Austin Forkner, Chance Hymas, Enzo Lopes, Daxon Bennett, Styles Robertson, possibly Michael Moseman, we don't know, and Jet Reynolds. Some of the, the highlights, fair, it is, I think, a stacked field. I would like to know, let's just go in into Detroit, who do you think, who are you most excited to see? And Why is it Deegan? And <laughs> at the end of the year, at the end of the year, who do you feel is the, the the champion? Let's just we don't know what we're going to see out of them. Just did did you mention Fortner? I did. Okay. I, 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 it's on there. I may have I may have skipped it, but I, I don't I don't think so. That's that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm I've always been okay. A so that's who you're most excited about, or that's who wins the championship, or both? Both. both. I've okay. always been a Fortner fan. I don't know why. I'm, yeah, I mean, ups and downs and all this stuff has happened. I I just been a Fortner fan, and I really hope he does good. But yeah. Uh, what about you, Scotty? Yep. Yeah, I, I, you know, Fortner is one of the ones that I want to see do well. And uh, I definitely think it's going to be, I think, if you're just looking at track records and who's going to really be the fastest and fight for the championship, I think it's between him and Deegan. But, you know, with I, I know you're saying that the field's kind of stacked, but it, I feel like we've had more stacked 250 classes in the past. Hmm. Um, okay. I think that it's going to allow – I'd be – I'm – Kind of curious to see how well J-Mart does. I, is he going to be, you know, is he going to fall into that third place every time guy? I mean, uh, there's a lot of Max Anstey hype that he's been flying at the test track, um, all that kind of stuff. I think he'll do well, but I think ultimately it's for the championship. I think it comes down to Deegan and Fortner. That's what I'm excited to see. Um, excited wise, I'm a little bit excited to see Jalik Swole just because I want to see. Can pick up his bike off the track? Ooh, no, because I like Jalik. I do like Jalik, and I would like to see. I would like for the triumph to be successful. I would like yeah, to yeah. be see it be competitive. I do believe they'll have problems. Excuse me, but I, I'm excited to see what they bring to the table. Yeah. So, Fer- um, Ferry could be some fun to watch just because of the amount of, I guess you'd say, press he's going to get just because of. His dad yeah. and his, the friends and the people around him. I think it'll be fun to. I'm well, not and saying the bike that win. he's on. You know, I'm not going to say he's, so, win. he's debuting a new motorcycle yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah, that, him and Jalik. Yeah. So oh, Jale- I guess Jalik is on that bike as well. Yeah. That's why. That's I why I just said. Yeah, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm stupid. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Jalik's probably been testing levers. Where they hold up. <laughs> Wow. Hey, um, what's anyway, the, what's I'm excited about like Jalik. What's with the We Jaleek like Jalik a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so fast. I'm, I'm also excited about Cameron McAdoo. I think he was, you know, him oh, and yeah. RJ were going at it last year for second place. Mm-hmm. I'll throw him in that battle with, with Fortner and Deegan. Fortner's, Fortner's my championship pick. Yeah. That's also. So those are my guys. Um, are you buying the Anstey hype? I, I don't think I'm going to ever buy he's flying at the test track hype anymore just because you hear it all the time and you never really know. I do think he'll be better than last year. 
but he was what like five six last year. I mean, he, I think he got won third? a race at New Jersey. I know, but I mean, and... on, on average, yeah. I yeah, guess he got third in the points or fourth in the points. I don't think I'm, he was in. I, I, I honestly, I forget. I have to look it up. That's what I'm saying. But will, yeah. will, will he be? And this is a terrible thing to say it this way, but will it be? We can't remember how he did last year at the end of this year. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, well, I'm pretty well, sure he got he third. Wins. I think I think Deegan <gasps> snuck in there right at the. No, what I'm getting race. at though is, yeah, will right. he win or will he be? A, I can't remember where he finished at the end of the year. What do you? I think, think? we'll remember. Okay. Yeah. I yep. Think we'll I think we'll remember. Uh, yeah. So that's the X brand form check in. This is why we're going to kind of move these segments around because like we're going one, 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 one after the other. Uh, the next segment is the troll training top five. We already used troll training as a uh, guest read. So mm-hmm. we're going to switch it up tonight. And with our other new sponsor, Barnett Clutches, we're going to do the Ooh. Barnett Clutches top five tonight. Okay. With 75 years of experience behind them, Barnett Dirt Digger Clutch Kits feature friction materials exclusive to Barnett for maximum performance and durability. Get 10% off with promo code VITALMX. It's all capitalized. VITALMX at barnettclutches.com and feel the Barnett difference. Very, very thankful to have Barnett on board. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of riding this year, and I will be getting some Barnett Clutches I thought you were about to say something for the bike. Um, so thank you to Barnett for joining. Um, all right. Barnett top Barnett clutches top five. This week's top five is top five action movies. Next week. Whoa, you hear that? Who yeah. are you? Woo. Yep, yep. Just got kicked in the balls. Uh, next week will be people you would like to meet throughout history, alive or dead. Top five okay. people you would have liked to have met or would like to meet. Like oh, that? Wow. So, hard. again, email motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Um, yes, TJ, why don't you give us your top five? Um, I have one in here. Hang on. That uh, Max so- was, th- oh, yeah, Lewis is mad at us. Max was third in points last year, lost second points on the last lap of the last second round. Second points. Okay, so he did get third. All That's capital right. letters, disrespect. And he's right. Uh, look at, look at me for we, we should have remembered that. But I you, knew, but y'all well, didn't. That's no, the, well, and that's disrespectful. I knew, it's not I, I knew yes, that he was. I knew that he lost right, a close. You're right. I knew that he was in a position and lost one at the last second to Deegan. I just thought it was third and fourth, but no, it was second and third. So yeah, he got third in the points last year. I mean, I think yeah, he can do it again. I think. Uh, I think Max is going to come out on fire. I do expect him to be a podium guy every week. Um, I think he's going to be a little bit better than last year, like just a little bit more experience. Mm-hmm. And the World Supercross races, he was crushing it. So I expect big things out of him. Well, and you um, know, anyway. and, and and Hayden's not supposed to be coming out firing. He's supposed to be kind be of fine. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he's gonna. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna ride like that. I think so. he's he's uh, everything I hear. He's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, Duff, oh. Duff said he's he's good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fair so, enough. Uh, you know, that could be just Duff pumping him up, but um, yeah, I think he's in. But uh, okay, top five. Action movies. We did have a little discussion on, before the show, yeah. like what defines an action movie? Because I was like, "Well, is Star Wars an action movie?" Yes, because it's. I think it's more sci-fi, so, but, it's, but, but there is action. action. So, so just like, does a movie like like would Goodfellas be an action movie? That's that's, a, that's tough, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's action I've in it. Never seen it. I'm gonna say no, but somebody might or, disagree. Yeah, I guess like, let's just go with whatever you feel was an action movie as your top five. After TJ. our conversation, yep. One of mine. I don't know if it really qualifies, but I'm gonna leave it on there. So, like, one of I go to the top five. I guess my favorites. 
would be like I'm gonna get in the Wayback Machine here. The Crow. I just love that That's movie. A good one's on my list. Is it really? Yes, it is. Nice. Brandon. Brandon. Uh, um, yeah, Lee. Lee. Yep. Yeah. Yep, um, seen it. Great soundtrack. That, you haven't seen it? Mm-mm. Oh my god. He's such a cult classic. Yeah, it's cult so classic. good. Can't rain all the time. <laughs> the um, RoboCop. That's a good is, one. I, I loved RoboCop. The original. Up. Yeah, the original. And I didn't mind the newest one. It was it was okay. Yep. But whatever. RoboCop. Um, one that is that my questionable one was Watchmen. I really love that movie. The um, superhero yeah. comic. Yeah, the yeah, comic, yeah, yeah. The Watchmen. I'll, I'll give you that. It's kind I think of a, action. I think a, a Marvel-ish. Those are action. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Matrix is my yeah, number yeah, two. Yeah. And my number one all-time right. is the uh, Batman, Mike, the Michael Keaton Batman. The original. The, yes. Uh, yes. That is so underrated. With God, I love Jack Nicholson as yes, the Joker. Yes, it's about the favorite. Where did you get all these wonderful <laughs> toys? This town needs an enema. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I watched, uh, I actually watched The Matrix for the first time, like last week. And wow. I, I, yeah, I'd never seen it before. It was yeah. good. I liked it. Yeah. Yep. Um, a couple of listeners chimed in. Shane Bagley. His are no order, but Training Day, Commando, oh, yeah, that's good. Roadhouse, Bloodsport, Gladiator, named by my, named my German Shepherd Maximus. Uh, and then Cart 63, Commando, Predator, The Avengers, Equalizer. Those are good movies. And Transformers. Oh yeah, Transformers is yeah, a good one. Good. I didn't think about that. All right, Scotty, knock it um, out. Um I have um The Town. Um Yeah. What is that? that is it, that um It's a Ben Affleck movie. Yeah, and what's he's, Oh, he's, that's the one the, where he's the, says the Boston that, Bank Robbers. And there are, who's who else is in that? I don't remember the other okay, guy's name. It's the that's the one that I've never seen the movie, but he comes in and he goes, Hey, we gotta go hurt some people. Yeah, like, yeah. Whose car are we taking? Whose cars, yeah. Okay, I need to watch that movie. Right. Yeah, no, Wait. that that's that's one of mine for you know, I like when I think of action movies, I think like bank robbing, heist okay. movies, stuff okay. like that. So that one, uh Die Hard, um which It's a Christmas movie, but yeah, I say I say which a Christmas is a Christmas movie. movie. <laughs> um The Dark Knight. That's a that's good a really answer. good one. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Um um, uh, Saving Private Ryan. Never seen it. You never seen Saving Private Ryan? Nah. Oh, it's awesome. And uh, The Departed. Okay, is my number one. All right, you my, seen The Departed either? Nah. My tonight oh, so Barnett good. clutches top five. Barnett, clutches I, I would so say good. Star Wars, but I'm going to go. That's more sci-fi. So I'm going to. I'm just going to push that to the side because that's always my number one. Yeah, right? you're going to put that in, in every so, list. It's going to be a, in every list. Yeah, you first. Do almost. I'm going to start my number one. You want me to go last? Yeah, get get get, get a build up to it. Um. Okay, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. That's action, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it is yeah, action. I guess, so. yeah. I guess so. The original Terminator, although I love Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, Rambo, First Blood, the very first one. That's like a cry movie, but okay. Karate, man. No, he's like jumping. Oh, crying? Yeah, anyway, it's a joke. Okay. Sylvester Stallone cries in all the uh, movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Crow. Yeah, such a And movie. then Kill Bill 1 and 2. Okay. Yep, yeah. Th- those are mine. That's those are definitely mine. action. Kill yeah. Bill is definitely action. <sighs> so good. Yeah. You so seen good. that? No, I and you, did, was oh, it you that sick. asked if Pulp Fiction was? Somebody asked. Yeah, me. yeah. like that's a, is that an action movie? Mm. I don't feel like there's enough action in it to yeah, make it an action movie. That's what I'm movie. saying. Like it's hard to yeah. it's hard to draw. Well, I'm trying to think of like like just like I feel like it's got to be a up, lot of explosions. Yeah, yeah. Kill, Bill, Kill Bill is like the Pulp Fiction because made by Tarantino also, but with like lots of blood and a and Dude, a, just yeah. splattering blood and yeah. slow motion blood and yeah. squirting blood out of necks. I feel and, like that. It has to have something like that to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're getting into the Evans coolant emails. Evans waterless coolant protects your engine because it always stays liquid. Steam inside the engine creates hot spots and detonation, but with Evans, the metal is always liquid cooled. Used by HRC Honda, factory beta USA, 
and Pro Factory Yamaha and lots of other teams, regardless of sponsorship. Evans is in the bikes on the podium. Uh, Evans emails. Once again, I never have them ready to go. That's becoming a thing. Um, okay. Jason Henniger. Hey, fellas, just want to give you my prox highs and lows. All right, that's the highs and lows. That's great. Way to go, dark side. That's, that's up, up next, according to the yep, ticker. Yep, good job. <laughs> uh, Shane Bagley said, just listened to the show last week. Great show. Derek Drake. Um, that was Derek Kelly, but that's okay. It was good as a co-host. Stoked to hear you dipped your dog. <laughs> just glad you found someone to vibe with. Thank you, Shane. It's halfway across the country. <laughs> Uh, okay. Shane Bagley also wants to know what's up with Sexton just casually letting Jet by without. This is from last week, actually. I didn't see that without even racing for it. I'm a fan of holding your line and making someone pass you like Jason did last week. I, so I haven't seen that either. But let's talk about it in theory. I I, I saw I it when it, it when it happened. Uh-huh. Um, I it was a little bit of him. It, it it was like half him letting him by. And have just like, oh, like if I try to hold this line and fight it, we'll probably both go down. Oh, I see. So, so they were like coming together. Yeah, I don't oh, okay. know. Well, like, that's different. I don't, he didn't really like just pull up and let him by. There's I don't no way feel he like, let him by. There's no Yeah, way. I don't, I just, I would have to see I that. I think it was kind of more like of like, it. okay, here, I'm going to let him go ahead and go, and then I'm going to try to cut down okay. and get him in the next lane. Okay. But it didn't really work. work out that way, so then it kind of looked like okay. he let him by. That makes sense. I, I, that's how I interpreted it, but it did. It, there is a you know you can cut to you can cut and paste a scene out of that where it does look like he let him by. Yeah, no, it, that would make sense, and, and I have only heard about it, right? Uh, and so, yeah. Okay, prox highs and lows. Pro X. What? Huh? Nothing. Her, her. Beta, beta. Prox Pro, Pro X. X. Prox is rooted in racing for motocross to off road and supporting teams such as Ampro Yamaha, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and SLR Honda. They have been supplying quality components for almost 50 years. From complex jobs like an engine rebuild to simple maintenance, including filters, chains, and sprockets, Prox aims to bridge the gap between OE quality and affordability. Find Prox at your local dealership or visit prox-usa.com and search parts for your bike. Uh, I'll be, I jumped on Prox to order some chains and sprockets recently. Uh, yeah, Prox is a really, really great company to go get some parts at great prices. So if you're looking for some uh, high-quality parts, Prox, prox-usa.com. Go check them out. Or your stuff. Um, Shane Bagley's highs and lows. <clears throat> Hi, we are headed east. I'll be at Detroit live and in person. Low, Shimoda. I expected more. I know it's a new bike, but he doesn't look nearly good enough. Uh, Looking to see if there's a couple others. I think there are. Yeah, Shane Borden. Glad to see that both Eli and Chase looked really good again. Also, just how amazing all the races were at A2. Those were his highs, his low. Kenny's evening being below what his riding has been wasn't yeah, a good. He, 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 not one of his results has equal to what he's doing on a bike. No, right? I agree. But he was sick it, to the point he even couldn't come on the show. So he was, he was probably sick on the weekend. Wasn't well, he? that's what's crazy. Is Cooper he told won. me Friday at press he wasn't feeling good. Yeah, yeah. So. And he's like, I, but he said, but I've already committed, so I'll do it. But when I texted him yesterday, he goes, "Man, my whole family's sick." Yeah. I don't even know if I'm supposed yeah. to say that, but that's that's Breaking unfortunately news. Because somebody reached out and they're like, I can't, you know, it just sucks that he canceled on Pulp and he's canceled on you, you know, because his results weren't good enough and he's upset. And I think that's that wasn't the case for me. Uh, and he wasn't really scheduled to be on Pulp. Um, his practice mechanic was going to be in studio, and yeah, he was hanging yeah. out. He was thought about coming to hang out, but he didn't want to hang out for the whole show. So he he also wasn't feeling good. But that that's really I think what it comes down to. Now Steve did say. That he, 
I think he said that Kenny told him if things didn't go well at A2, he might not do it. But for me, I'm going to choose to believe that he just wasn't feeling good. Uh, highs and lows, Scotty? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the highs was how good the racing was. And, like, I thought it was cool that, like, the first race, Sexton got the whole shot, kind of checked out. And then, and then the race was kind of behind him. Second race, Anderson got the whole shot, kind of checked out. And then third race, Tomac got the whole shot and kind of checked out. Like, even though the, the, the battles for the lead weren't really there in that class, just seeing three different guys be able to get out front and do that. And then all of the other guys trying to pass each other and be, to get onto the podium and stuff was, I just the racing overall was just awesome. Yeah. yeah a it, great night of racing. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see the points be tight and see how long that lasts and goes. Um, my lows would be the fact that, uh, um, the the 450 team husky team man mookie and christian craig are just not had a good start not what i expected from them i want to see them get into the mix so i'm going to i want to use that as my low tj i would say my low would be just how terrible my son qualified this weekend <laughs> dead last in qualifying he's never done that he crashed every time he got on the track and every time he tried to put a hot lap down and we put his segment times together just for if he had a perfect lap, he would have qualified in the like in like twenty sixth. You know what I mean? It would have been his best qualifying ever, but he kept crashing. So uh, that was kind of a low for for me, I guess. And then my high is the uh, Desmo four fifty, the Ducati bike that came out that like a mo- cool. that Monday. I am I love that front so, fender. That front fender is terrible. I love the front fender, <laughs> but. But the bike. That's what I heard you say that. Like everybody else has been dogging. I love it. Fingers. I don't know why. I it just think, holds so much. I mean, it, okay, it kind of looks. We've seen neat. a glimpse of it. I haven't really looked at it. It, it kind of looks neat, but it um, this like it's gonna hold a bunch of dirt. But the technology, Not if you're out front baby. The fact that we are about to have like basically a Ferrari of motorcycles. I mean that dirt. I mean that dirt bike's probably going to cost thirty thousand dollars to buy. Can't believe, I can't wait to get one a demo version. For, oh my <laughs> god! I'm just that bike is going to be. Uh, it got stolen. Yeah, that, you like that front end? I thought it looked. I just I don't know, man. When I saw it, I was like, yeah, that looks cool. It's just something different. But the it's, technology that they have and and how much that bike is going, how fast that bike is going to rev. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. All right. Um, can I can I say something honest about? Doc? Yes. He's not aggressive enough, period. No, we, we've talked about that. Yeah. That that he, I, when I watch him, like, yep. he's hesitating going to the whoops, and it's just, that's – he. Yep. That's the problem. I mean, yes, crashing, but that's the problem. He's he, not what happened. What's happening, and we've talked about it, and hopefully he doesn't get upset for me putting this out there, yeah. but he said it, you know, he he's – Makes a mistake somewhere in there in a lap and then hesitates every time. Th- yeah, like he's that's what he's, I see. He, it's like he's scared of making mistakes, which is causing him to make mistakes. Yeah, I just like you know, I like Lewis is watching mm-hmm. or it's people that I'm like, hey, that's TJ's kid, and there's yeah, it's just like what's he just rolling around almost? He's not, yeah. but when you see everybody else like commit and he's you know, we've all talked a lot of times about him. It takes him a while to get going. It does. And that just doesn't work. It doesn't work if you're going to go qualify. And so, like, every national growing up when he raced, like, he would almost always put his fastest laps down at the end of the motos. Yep. Where other guys are falling off, he was pushing, pushing to the end or whatever he was racing. And the problem is we never trained for going out. And, and I've he's always been cautious. And he's, yeah, that doesn't work. I uh did I I thought that you know so on race day live at San Diego when they when they cut the 
second uh, qualifying practice off. And they were like, uh, they they were they talked, they brought Doc uh, Doc up on race day life that he snuck into the last spot mm-hmm. because where he was. But then when I, I I don't remember seeing his name on the on on the uh, the whatever the oh my god I can't ticker? The, the, the ticker yeah during any the, either one of the heat races did I just yeah, miss it no, he or did good actually he. I, he, I, for some reason, I didn't see him on there. I didn't know if, if something happened or not. He came out. I know in the LCQ, he came out of the first corner in like fifth, and then crashed because somebody went down in front of him or slid out in front of him, and and he went down with them. Um, yeah, he just didn't. Yeah, he struggled. He struggled with that. But the goals are over the next two weeks is just trying to ride every day and just get back to being comfortable. We got to remember, and, and I even have to remember, he was only on the bike. Like three times before Supercross because yeah. he was off the bike all summer oh, no. from heat stroke. So, yep. I mean, I'm not making excuses for him, and I don't have to pay for it, so I don't have to get mad. <laughs> uh, I want to jump back to the Evans Cool emails real quick. I forgot I had gotten a late one, mm-hmm. and um, Barry McCockiner. Yeah, <laughs> great, great. My dog, my boy. First off, <laughs> she doesn't care. So, congrats on laying the pipe to Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. Barry. Thanks, Barry. Huh? I said Veronica. Uh, he says true legend status. You're you're welcome, Barry. Thanks. For, uh, he, 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 and anyways, then, moving and then, on. Uh, my question with Prado showing great rides in Supercross: Are there any American teams soliciting his services for 25? There is a rumor uh, that he that Kawasaki is really. That's it's a rumor. No, no. I just would be surprised yep. if he if he didn't stay with like Gas Gas or something like that because. You, well, if he wants to come ride Supercross, and there's, you know, depending on what the options are, I don't know. So I would think that Marsha, if Lewis is still listening, he might be able to chime in, I, but I, he probably won't because he's friends with Prado. So I would think that Barsha would be on his way out of, you know, what I mean, and then Prado would kind of slide into that spot. Hmm. I don't know that I would let Barsha go for Prado. No, not let him but go, but I'm saying you would you have Barsha and Prado for a year yeah. together or something gotcha. like that. I think that'd be cool. Uh, let's close this thing out with EVS picks for Detroit over the last 39 years. EVS sports has established themselves as the leaders in innovation and technology. When it comes to designing protection gear for today's motocross riders, athletes like RJ Hampshire, Cal Chisholm, Freddie Norn, Axel Hodges, and Travis Pastrana all wear EVS when they ride race ride or whatever Travis decides to do that day. Check out EVS sports.com. Use the code vital MX 30 all caps to save and gear up like the pros. Um, my favorite EVS product, I've said many times, is the tug, the undergear stuff. I wear that stuff all the time. But as far as the actual protective stuff, the the Axis Pro knee braces, mm. I really like those. Um, I, I generally wear my asterisks, but the Axis Pro are really good. Um, so if you're a knee brace guy, I would definitely check out the Axis Pro or even the Axis Sport knee brace. Very, very good. And the Axis Sport, just for people who don't know, it's like an affordable version of the yep. Pros. It just doesn't have the carbon fiber. Yep. And we've seen over the years that those actually kind of hold up better to like side impacts if sure. you're getting wrecks because they there's no fi- carbon fiber to crack or anything. So and of course they're knee. I'm not a knee guard guy, I'm but, not, but yeah. um, I've learned that I need to wear them when I'm riding pit bikes because. You taught me that when I busted the shit on my knees at your place. <laughs> so the TP-189 and the Slayco 96 knee guards are both very, very good options. And if you're just a knee guy, g- knee guard guy in general, or lady, those actually are really comfortable. I've never wore the Slayco ones, but the TP-199 ones are really, really comfortable. Uh, okay, EVS picks for Detroit. Shane Borden reached out. Eli, Chase, Jet. That's his one through three. 
Um, Eli's on fire. I can see it. Sexton, all those guys, man. They're, they're I, I can see that. Um, I have a different one. I'm going to go Tomac to win. So I'm on board there. Cooper Webb, second. Jason Anderson. Mm. That's a little bit of risky, but I'm going to go Jason Anderson for third. Uh, by the way, A2 was Cooper Webb, Eli Tomac, Aaron Plessinger. That was our – Jason probably would – he was third, but he got docked. So uh, what's your picks for Detroit, TJ? I'm going to say Jetson to win. Yep. With I, – I, I I can't put Tomac on the on the deal. I'm going to have to say Sexton and – oh, Webb and then Sexton. Sexton for third. Scotty T. I'm going to go Tomac, Sexton, Webb. Okay, we're all somewhat close. All right, those are our picks. I want to hear your picks, but get them in before Saturday. MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Do you uh, do you want to do ML's top five mo- uh, action movies? Yeah, did you send them in? Yeah, he's, he's, he said... Uh, yeah, of course. He Well, he counted Star Wars. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I, I I have no problem with that. I yeah. just always pick Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars, Pirates of the Caribbean. That's a good one. The Dark Knight. That Great. Was, we both had on yep. there. And, and, he, and he, he put Pulp Fiction on there. I'll give it to him. I, yeah. I mean, I'll give it to him. It's it, there is some action. It's not. Oh, it, I wouldn't describe that, it as that a, five. Was that four? I think that was that's, four. That's Can five. you not okay. look at him yeah. and count? Well, he didn't put them all in one thing. Oh. So. oh, and then the last one was the hunt for Red October. You know what? I haven't seen that since it came out. Oh, I thought it. I thought his last one here was Brokeback Mountain, but okay. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> got him. Those are good, except for the Brokeback Mountain one. Yeah. Uh, I need to watch the hunt for Red October again. I, I so I don't see it as as, as more yeah, like a drama. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know if it really yeah. is an action movie. Um, it, it comes down to your de- definition of action. I, there is action, right? They're hunting this submarine and there's bombs going off. And, yeah, yeah fair and enough. Torpedoes. I, I, saw or, it, I saw it on like Netflix or whatever. Uh, on I was like, you know what? That was like a that was a, a staple, a classic movie. Mm-hmm. Let me watch it and. I I got about like 30, 40 minutes into it, and I just just because yeah. it's old and the way it's filmed, or no, or no? it just yeah, it just didn't do it. For it you? Just didn't do it. For he me. also I, we also grew up in a time he he turned it off to watch Brokeback Mountain. That's yeah, exactly I was like, oh, I have to watch that again. <laughs> yeah. no, but again, I've never seen that movie. Lies, I really haven't. I, you know why I haven't watched it? What if it's good? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I also considered Fight Club. Oh <laughs> yeah, not action. That's not an action That's movie. That's a drama. I think yeah, it's, see, that, it's, it's, again, it's, it's a blurred lines. Yeah, blurred lines. Blurred lines. Blurred lines. All right. I want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors, and they keep adding up. Thanks to Vital MX for the, the ad guys for going out and getting these uh, sponsors to come on board because it really helps the show progress. We really need you guys to go out and support our sponsors. Use those promo codes. means a lot to the sponsors. Uh, they'll keep coming back if you do it. Again, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. Get involved with Vital MX Fantasy by joining the Moto X Pod Show League. Lots of cool gifts given away each week to the winners. Um, support sponsors. Send us an email if you want to get in with the procs, highs and lows, the Evans coolant emails, the troll training top five. Again, next week is pe- five people that you would like to meet in life, alive or dead. Uh, yeah, just all the segments. EVS picks for the following race, which will be Glendale. So we want to get all that stuff. We want to hear from you. We want to read about them. Uh, we want to thank our presenting sponsors, Race Tech and Yamaha Motor USA, as well as all our wonderful sponsors, including Guts Racing, FXR, X Brand, Prox, Pro X, Prox, 
<laughs> EVS protection, troll training, Evans coolant, blood lubricants, Barnett clutches. Show 300, guys. Let's do 300 more. We're out. <laughs> <laughs>